A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. And welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, sitting there with Jeff Logman, Captain Kirk Waltz, Chris Wayne spinning the hits. Morning, boys. Yeah, Gordon Groon cooking right, the grub. Baby. You got you got to have Gordon Groon cooking the grub. Oh, cooking yes. the grub. That's right. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Chef yeah. Uh, we, we have our own personal chef. We do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own personal breakfast chef. Yes. Fantastic. Chef Gordon. Thank you very much, Gordon. Yes. Yes, can't wait. Mighty fine. Mm-hmm. We we have uh, chicken fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Chicken fried chicken. Biscuits mm-hmm. and gravy. Mm-hmm. Kind of biscuits. With fried eggs on top. Yeah, kind of biscuits. Yeah. Yes, kind of. White bread. White bread. Yeah, right, 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 right. White bread and and uh, white gravy. I mean, can, can it be beat no. for breakfast? No. That's definitely a redneck's breakfast yeah. right there. Yeah. You can put... You could put that on turds, yeah, and it probably tastes because good. Because the only thing, the, the, the only, wow, it, went turds at seven oh one and exactly. forty seconds. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, that's so, a little thick right there. I, I, Fantastic. I, I, I'm I'm terrible about it because just every now and then I'm like, Carrie, you got to make sausage gravy. I know, got and to. It, you know, and and, and I, put, I put it right on top of white bread. I don't care. Yeah, it's it's really bad for you, but it's like I just what, I just gotta what have my it. dad used to make when I was a kid, and my dad's like the worst cook. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Can't boil an egg. Kevin Favor and my dad are the right, same level right cooks, okay? My, da- my dad couldn't cook either. He could do fried eggs and bacon. That's right. That was it. Yep. My dad couldn't do fried eggs and bacon. Mm. What, like, if your I mom was out of town, mm-hmm. okay, growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. what did your dad make you for dinner? Fried eggs and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I loved him to death, but, I mean, he'd get that up every it. morning at 5.30 to go work on the railroad. Six o'clock, I could smell it, so I'd get uh-huh. up, and he'd have a cup of coffee, Five bacon eggs. and eggs. Wow, how about that? And, a, and, and if, and if Mama was toast. gone for dinner, it was fried eggs. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. fried <laughs> eggs and bacon, man. Couldn't cook. <laughs> could, could barely boil water. It was amazing. My, My mom was a great chef. She could cook anything. It, it was the opposite with us. Daddy, Daddy was the cook. Mama wasn't. Mm-mm. You see, my mom was was a very good cook. Uh-huh. I mean, really good cook. Mom had certain things, you know, that that, that, that she, she could, could make. But but she's not. She's not Carrie. She's not Tara. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, she, there was a lot of 
casseroles, uh-huh. you, know, you know, things like that. You take the the can of soup and you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was good. Yeah, my, I didn't my care. dad, my dad used to make for uh, for breakfast. He was toast guy. I mean, he's like every right. morning toast. Yes, yeah, I get that. Dad was too. Dad, that's, that's dad, a, that was the extent of my dad's cooking ability. Toast, was toast. toast. Yep. Okay, so if if mom was gone for dinner, then we had that. And I don't know how he made it. I think it was like out of a package. It was that chip beef and chip gravy. Chip all over a piece <laughs> oh, of white yeah. bread. Oh, piece oh, God, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you could buy a boiling bag. Uh-huh. That's what it was. Boiling bags. You put it in the water yes. and boil it. Yep. Pour it over the toast. It was oh, terrible. Yeah. Uh, terrible. They call That's that SOS. That's exactly right. <laughs> SOS. Did you, you, did you know what SOS means, Kevin? Okay, oh, turds on a shingle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turds on a shingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody can yep. interpret. And there you go. Yeah. Two turds by seven oh four. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Any, for those of you keeping score at home, uh-huh. anybody that was in the service, like my dad, who fought in World War II, any of those guys that that were in that era, that was it. That was what. That's what they call you know going into the mess hall. Mm-hmm. What are we having for lunch? Mm-hmm. SOS. 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 Baby. Turds on a shingle. Classic. I love to cook, oh, but man, too. I love to eat even better. I'm a, you know, I do all the cooking at our house most. Yeah, of, you know, probably ninety percent of it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Kate, well, you went to school for that, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I, mean, I spent twenty years doing it, and went to yeah. yeah, spent some time at Culinary Institute, and I worked around a lot of famous chefs, Kiwa Island, and um, Seabrook, and downtown Charleston. What's what? And, nice and house restaurant. What is what is the greatest breakfast? Oh gosh! That you guys have ever had, or your favorite breakfast? If you could have, okay, you're getting sentenced to death tomorrow because you killed too many deer, and you were sentenced to death. Okay, I, I think I just mentioned it. Seriously, it would. What be, would you have for breakfast? It would be Last sausage, breakfast sausage meal. gravy, biscuits with two fried eggs. Okay, and and, and mine would and, be and, and, and some bacon. I gotta have some bacon. Bacon, yeah, eggs Benedict, right? With some with a side of bacon, but with really really. Real hollandaise sauce, mm-hmm. not out of a bag uh-huh. or out of a uh-huh. packet, mm-hmm. homemade. I could do that. I'm with Kirk. I mean, I, I'm a huge, huge Eggs Benedict fan. And a mm-hmm. side of fruit, like yeah. sliced melon. Me oh, too. Son, man. You too, Chris? You're oh, an Eggs Benedict guy? Love Eggs Benedict. All right, so Eggs Benedict, okay, that's three out of four. That's pretty okay. strong. Yeah, that okay. is strong. Especially if you know uh, what you're doing. English muffin, right? Toasted. Yep. Got to have a good toasted muffin. Don't good want a toasted. soggy one. Can't have it soggy. I want a God soggy. Forbid. I want a good one. It's <laughs> soggy. I want a cheap one. Okay. I want a good one. All right. So if eggs Benedict. Okay. Let's 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 complete it here. Okay. Side of fruit. Yep. Got to have blueberries. I love blueberries. Oh, yeah. Blueberries, 100%. melons. Give me a give me a mixture. Strawberries. Of, see, I like mandarin oranges. Give me the mandarin oranges and blueberries honeydew, mixed together. Cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. I'm with I you. Love cantaloupe. A good cantaloupe. Yeah. Good honey cantaloupe. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going the mixed berry route. Okay. So I'm doing the blueberries, the blackberries, and the strawberries. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love some blackberries. Yeah, I do too. Now, I, there's always got to be kind of a dessert component to breakfast for me. Surprise, what a surprise. shock. Yeah, 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 I, know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I already got one buddy. Uh, yeah. Robbie Simmons just texted me. He said, sourdough French toast with scrambled eggs, bacon with a side of bacon. See? see? Yeah, there you go. And see, I'm with you on the side of bacon. And Tara, Tara's been making this bacon. And bacon. it's thick cut, and I can't remember the brand, but we'll do it as Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week next week. I love it, so good. damn good. Yeah, it's got to be thick cut, and I love 
applewood. But she, yeah, me too. Chris, she oh, puts on like a that little one. of that um, natural brown sugar on top. Turn it dough. And uh-huh. then, and yeah, then yeah. It, exactly, tur- turbido? Turbinado. Turbinado. The raw sugar. We're getting ready to have somebody call in. Tell us how to pronounce it. Interpretation. It's chicharrones. Chicharrones. And she she puts that little bit of sugar on at the very end, and it kind of caramelizes a little bit. Absolutely, caramelizes a little bit. Oh, however, son. you want to say that word too. Okay, Makes it crispy. Yeah. Oh, but see, I'll, I got the dessert component, man. See, I I gotta have like a after I eggs Benedict. I mean, that's good. That's a lot really to good. eat, man. Then you think you gotta have something. Yeah, but it's your last Hell meal, bro. Yes, oh, it's your last, last meal. meal. Oh, yeah. Talking about right? going down. Why to the we count? always gotta have our last meal? And problem is, I yeah, have too I mean, many last meals. Because then you don't care. Yeah, See, exactly. Because I can't eat eggs Benedict yeah, anymore. I mean, the, the last uh, damn thing I'm worried about doing no, on my last day is eating. It. And for lunch, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I might have like a blueberry muffin or a coffee cake muffin as as you know to kind of wrap up the eggs Benedict. <laughs> I could. If, That'd be like a dessert component. I tell you what, I, I, I told buddy, my buddy Brad Smith the other day, he was going over to uh, the Ritz-Carlton over in Amelia Island. I said, look, if you're spending Saturday night, I said, Sunday brunch is unbelievable. Well, they've discontinued it because of the COVID. But I remember Kate and I would go up and see Jim and, and Bobo and, and, uh, up in Amelia Island, McCollum. Uh-huh. And Bobo. Bo, his wife. Bo, his wife. Okay. And so – I would always look forward to it because we go up there and stay, and then we would go over clowns again, and we get (laughs) God. That was good, wasn't it? Don't go there, Tony Caselli. I heard that spiel yesterday. (laughs) What's that in the background? Anyway, that was funny. That was funny, but they had the best Sunday brunch at the Ritz. Now it was it was a few coins, Mm -hmm. but God, that guy could make some eggs Benedict. I do love a good Sunday brunch. Oh, I do too. Gosh, and it was hard not to. Uh, Make I'll, a pig of yourself. I'll tell you, the, the, the one place that's famous for it in St. Augustine is the Old Compton's, uh, which is... Uh, is that the oceanfront yeah, place right down it's there? It's unbelievable. Really? really? On yes, you do sir. it now? Yes, sir. Oh, is it, what go. is that called now? Uh, give me a couple seconds and I'll... <laughs> that's the place that uh, where you come out of... Um, yep, that's right. Uh, Caps. Caps. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what the was reef. The, the, reef. the reef, the reef, the reef. I still call it Sunday brunch, brother. Let me tell you, it's to to behold. Huh? Yeah. I got to go check that out. Yeah. yeah. I think the last time I was there, it was like thirty five dollars a person. And it if was, it's a good Sunday brunch, I'll pay that. And, all and I'll pay, I'll pay it's, it too. Um, it's unlim- like going out to dinner for oh, absolutely uh, for lunch. You know, un- unlimited on mimosas, crab legs. Ooh. I mean, it's Ooh. yeah, it's Ooh. it's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Now it's been a year since I've been there, but I'm sure that they're okay. they're famous for their. Their Sunday brunch. Okay, now, yep. um, with the eggs Benedict, do you put anything on it? Uh, some chefs will put a little dash of paprika on it. See, I, I color. Right. I'm, I'm, right. I, I like go overload with Tabasco. <laughs> on a eggs. Benedict? I do, uh, I do. Well, I, I love. Mean, we're just see, t- I took away all the taste. No, like, good. I'm not I mean, doing you're that. Just, yeah, you're just I talking like that about egg taste, man. Yeah, I like that rich egg taste. Yeah, right. I tell you when, I, when muffin? I was in was I was in the hotel business. And I know it used yeah. to tick the chef off all the time when I worked at the, the Sawgrass and Ponte Vedra Inn Club. Chef Bear would make hollandaise sauce, mm-hmm. fresh. Homemade. Homemade. And Holy I would walk through the kitchen, man. and because I was one of the upper management guys, I'd go over to the bakery shelf and grab me a croissant and a, a little- Is it a croissant or a croissant? Croissant. 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 And I'd grab me a little, little cup 
uh-huh. and take a scoop of that hollandaise and drop it in there and dip that croissant in well, there. Well, you had to test it to make sure oh, it was edible. And I always right. go, I'm just testing it. And he goes, don't do that. Octoliva, don't, don't touch my hollandaise. But it was so good. I mean, God. It's, 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 it's an art form to making yes. a good hollandaise. See, I, I, I'm not a big, like I put Tabasco on very few things. I put it on eggs, Benedict. Mm. I put it in my chili. No, no, no. Okay, and yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, I get that. I get okay. that. Good grief! Sauce. That's like that's like putting ketchup on a steak. No. Yes. Oh no! You don't ruin hollandaise sauce by putting I put a little ketchup Tabasco on a steak. You don't put on. ketchup on a steak. You put Heinz Fifty Seven on a steak. I do that too. I'll, I'll do either or. Oh, come on. Either or. I'll put Heinz Fifty Seven on a bad steak. No, no on a bad steak, it's got to be a yeah. really bad steak. Now, if it's a good steak, I won't put. Oh, on yeah. it. oh no! If it's salt. really good, I'm like, oh, I ain't nothing. Good going steak on doesn't that. need anything but that's salt. Right. Uh, Carrie, Carrie and I are down to one steak from the cow we bought, uh, which would have been two hunting seasons ago. Oh wow! From, from Indiana, yeah. Dang. And we had one this week. You you just can't believe the difference. Oh, it's different. You cannot believe. I don't know how it could be that much different. All from cows a store are not created. They well, are not created. Equal. They're not created equal. Right. And and you can get some some that have been uh, butchered like you bought yeah. and they ain't worth poo. Right. Okay. So you got a good cow. Well, it was on, it, the, the meat is. I, I've given away um, just hey, a you, few a few of the packages of hamburger meat. Uh huh. And people are like, "Holy crap!" I mean, it, it, it it's totally different. It's See, when so uh, good. when I grew up, we used to we didn't we didn't buy pork and beef. Right, right, right. We did it all ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. we slaughtered mm-hmm. pigs, we slaughtered cows, and we had a spring house, and the beef hung for a period of time, mm-hmm. and then we would come back and take the high, the quarters, you know, hind quarters and the front quarters off of, out of the meat house, which was. In a spring-fed, I mean, this is old school now. Mm-hmm. This was a spring-fed meat house on the, on the, in the mountains of Virginia. That's where we, we butchered beef mm-hmm. and we butchered pork. Mm-hmm. We had a big old pot we boiled a pig in. Mm-hmm. Yes, and when we killed the pig and we gutted it, then we boiled the pig to shave the hair off the outside of it, then we went to butchering. Yeah. I mean, that's this is old school, Chris. I mean, this yeah. is like, you know, banjos playing in the background. Uh, Did could- y'all have, like, cars? Because uh, I mean, this yes. seems like like way back kind wagons. Of, they had wow. wagons, Chris. Wow, mules <laughs> and wagons. I mean, we, uh, arguably, <laughs> one of the greatest and coolest things that we used to do was when we when we butchered the cows. We would have you know the the innards would be essentially dumped out into a field. Yeah, the entrails. And then you would when the, at that time the meat would hang for about two weeks. <laughs> Excuse me. About two weeks mm-hmm. in the spring house, and so when you'd come back in two weeks, have a little mold on it. Well, all that stuff was out in the field, mm. and so okay, so you had to bring your rifle mm. because you had all kinds of critters on the gut pile Rats. in two weeks, and you had a heck of a shoot. Raccoons. Oh, everything. Coyotes. Everything. everything. Crows. Oh, yeah. Crows. Oh, crows yeah. were all crows. Were, yeah. <laughs> Buzzards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and as a kid with a. Ruger ten twenty two. Yeah, exactly. Fresh meat though, <laughs> fresh meat like that is so much different than grocery it, it store is. stuff. Yeah, we, we never we never bought meat, and it was awesome. I mean, we used to go to a place called Nash Meats, and that's how we bought our meat. Mm-hmm. And you go there, it was a farm, and just like you said, Kevin, yeah. they're they're doing all the stuff right there, sawdust on the floors, and you walk in there, and the guy had a bandsaw, mm-hmm. side of beef, side of pork. What do you want? Mm-hmm. We didn't have a bandsaw, Kirk, until about. Oh, I'd say probably because I mean, we were butchering ever since I was a baby, and uh, 
And then we finally got a bandsaw, I want to say, I think when I was about 12 years old. But before that, everything was done by hand. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was. All you know, I mean, when when we used to split the entire body of the cow to mm-hmm. to quarter it, you know, you'd cut it right down the spine. Mm-hmm. When we first started, buddy, it was the old hand saw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then a few years later, we got the old electric mm-hmm. saw. Mm-hmm. Saws all kind of thing, and it was. It was like, man, this, this is, is awesome. Oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> and then we frame same thing in the uh, when we butchered down in the basement. We we butchered down in the basement mm-hmm. and because the basement was nice and cold, and it had an, an access door out going out, and that went out towards the spring house. So you, you know, uh, Richard, who was my cousin Richard, he'd throw one whole quarter of a cow on his shoulder, have her like a sheet over his shoulder and head. And he'd carry that whole hind corner in from the spring house and stuff. And I just remember as a little kid going, that's, that's a grown strong. man. That's, that's, that's a man. When right I mean, you think yeah. about a cow now, how much it weighs, yeah. and he's throwing a quarter up on his shoulder and carrying it up in there. Whoo, buddy. Yeah. I was like, one day, I was like, one of these days I want to grow up and be as strong as Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. All right, so before we take a break, do, yeah. you, do you reckon that Gordon knows how to cook eggs Benedict? Oh, I guarantee you. I'll, I'll, I promise you. Holl- holidays I'd, is the hardest part to make. Yeah, but I'd certainly be willing to test him. Yeah, separate. exactly. The yolk. <laughs> to cook the yolk. It's hard to do it without cooking the yolk. Challenge the yolk issued, Chef yeah. Gordon. You know, it's, Challenge a, it's, a, issued. it's a patient process. All right, well, let's take a break. Let's do. And uh, we come back, we'll actually get off of the topic of food for a little bit. I'm sure we'll return to it because it is Super Bowl weekend. It is. And you got to have a Kirby Code cooking tip of the week that relates to the Super Bowl. And we will do that and more right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Hey, you know, this is the uh, first outdoor show that we've ever done since uh, Jacksonville has a NFL Hall of Fame. Yes, I know. Just want to send out a congratulations Woo-hoo! to I was, uh, I was the well-deserving yeah, Tony Baselli. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations, Tony. First draft, draft pick in Jaguars history, and he was by far the the greatest left tackle that I, that I ever laid my eyes on or that I went against. Mm-hmm. And I never had to go against him in a real game, thank goodness. But uh, I used to watch him because – when you you know, I always at least just watch guys that played my position. And then a lot of times because you know, because obviously Tony was was a f- great friend of mine on the team that you wanted us to, to watch him. Uh-huh. And because he went against my position, mm-hmm. it made it even more curious. So yep. I, he's one of the very few players that I ever actually when I wasn't on the field that I would stand up, get my water cup and then go watch right. while I was on the sideline. And used to watch him kick kick the tar out of you know all the different great players that he went against and and uh, so congratulations yes. to him and the entire class that goes in and uh, I have a feeling that the Jaguars might end up in the Hall of Fame game this year. I know I, I heard that yesterday. Yeah, maybe maybe Green Bay, Jacksonville. Yeah, and I don't know if that's going to be the yeah, case or I don't not. Know either. But uh, I, I will. I look forward to. To being in Canton for his enshrinement, yeah, and it regardless was, of when awesome. the date is. So you really you always awesome. think about memories and stuff, and I, I know Chris, you probably didn't know this, but Tony Baselli is also a Hall of Fame swimmer. Uh, yes, yes, and oh, has yes, very yeah. poor balance on the front of the boat. 
<laughs> you had to, didn't you? I remember that like yesterday. You twice, had to. Twice in one day. I remember that. Twice. Wow. Overboard. That's like a natural Sir. gift to go he twice. He never did that in my boat. He was pretty. You know, uh, you, you, he was pretty nimble you, on his feet, I, I, in my boat. But but no that excuses. Was so funny. Oh my gosh, no. But but I had a flats boat at that time. A small boat. Mm-hmm. Small boat. Yeah. And so the Archer was so, what? 18 I mean, for feet? for for a guy that's three hundred pounds, just standing on the right. gunnel, if it shifts at all, yeah, uh, and it shifted. I mean, with that much weight, but yeah, yes. that's a lot of weight. Things are moving. But uh, you know, the other thing, and I don't even know why this brought up memories, but I'm just going to share this with y'all because I love. Memories like this, but two two very special days in my life, and and one uh, one was I took Tony's dad fishing by himself, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget this. I I had borrowed a boat; it was an old polar craft from Doug Wenzel mm-hmm. in between boats, and I picked him up at at uh, Mike's place and said, "Oh, you see?" And I ran all the way south uh, around three twelve, and you know, and, and, and look, this is the beginning of my career. This is before the outdoor show. Oh wow! Right? Uh, I mean, I met Tony through Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I'm ner- you know you're nervous. I mean, right? Sure. I mean, and, and he was the greatest guy. I get there and open up my live well, and I forgot to put my plug in. And I had no bait. Oh no! It, it had sucked out every shrimp in there, and I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me! <laughs> you're embarrassing." Oh, you're you know. Dying. So now I got to break out the cast net and catch. Anyway, we ended up having a great day. The other day. The other day that, that that I'll never forget was with your dad, and you had given us tickets. And I don't even remember what game it was. Okay, so but there's me and Mister Logman and my wife, and we had Kayla at the time. Kayla was two or three, and we had some adult beverages, mm-hmm. um, and and we were in the um, uh, in in the zone where club seats, club, yeah, club seats, yes, but with all the other. Jaguar family, remember? family, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, again, we're having a great time. We're winning, watching Jeff and, and me and her dad. We're just we're having the greatest time. But every time Mike Hollis went into the game, his wife and like three or four other women would stand up and go, "Come on, sweetie, come on, sweetie," and your dad had enough. <laughs> So, so, so what, the, my dad lose patience. Yeah, so what? The, so the next time that he ran out on the field, we were the first ones to stand up. Come, go, on, come sweetie. on, sweetie! Come on, sweetie! Oh, did that not, go over? The eyes. Oh, it was not pretty. It was uh, not great. pretty. You know, and my wife's like, "Oh my gosh!" But just two great days. One with your dad. Uh, uh, one, one with Tony Baselli's dad. I, and I don't know why, but you know that that I got those memories, but. Fishing with Baselli and him going overboard twice in one day. That was and- funny, man. <laughs> I mean, great. That was funny. It was me, you, and him. Yes. Yeah. And he went off the front. <laughs> Kevin literally is nudging the boat. I mean, I don't, we had no trolling motor at this no, point. No, there was not. Nope. And so he is, uh, he's got the boat, and he puts it and got to nudge it towards the bank or yep. something like that. And we yep, put it in right. reverse, and there he goes. There he goes. Uh, over, over the bow. Kurt, I'm talking mud. Oh, and I'm going, oh, my God. This yeah, like, did he go into oysters? Yes, exactly. We were, like, oh. nervous at first and then realized he was okay. They were like, was he ah! pissed? Did he get up pissed? No, he, no, was, he, was, oh, no, he was fine. He was fine with it. He blamed it totally on me, you know, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah that was great. That's great. Good that stuff. was cool. Congratulations to him. And, uh, he's, a, he's a great representative for, for Jacksonville, the Jaguars, and uh, it worked out perfect. And hopefully he's the first of – 
of a few more to go. Yes. Uh, with Fred and Jimmy that I think are Hall of Fame worthy. Absolutely. So, yeah. anyway, all right, let's, uh, let's do a weather and a <clears throat> tides. Weather forecast brought to you by the Bearded Pig. And, by the way, when Tony got in, one of the first texts I got was from Chad at the Bearded Pig, and he was so fired oh, up. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. He, uh, he shot me a text immediately. It says, awesome. And he said, beef ribs for Baselli. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So, uh, so anyway, uh, Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville, two locations, Jack's Beach and, of course, San Marco uh, tonight. Or exactly today, north-northeast winds, 5 to 10 knots, 2 to 3 feet, 7 seconds on the interval, smooth on the intercoastal waterway. Saw a lot of boats heading to the ramp this morning. I would imagine. It's been four or five weekends since they've been able to fish. Sunday, northwest winds, 10 to 15 knots, seas 2 to 3 feet, 7 seconds, light chop on the intercoastal. Chance of showers in the morning, slight chance of showers in the afternoon tomorrow. Monday, north-northwest, 15 to 20 knots. Sounds like getting it in today is the wise thing to do. Uh, so, again, Monday, north-northwest, 15 to 20, becoming north-northeast, diminishing to 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Tuesday, northeast winds, 10 to 15. Wednesday, east winds, 15 to 20 knots, uh, seas 4 to 6. Uh, Oofah. That's not yeah. a good forecast. Yeah. Right, well, hopefully it you know, calms down by next weekend, Kurt. You know, yeah. So, we need a little bit uh, better weather. Yeah, we for- need a break. For next weekend, uh, Tides Port brought to you by Angie Subs, the best uh, sub shop in Jacksonville. If you haven't been there, oh, you're making a mistake. And don't forget about the Grom. They have an eclectic menu and always have Sunday specials. Today's tide at 11.44 a.m. It's a low tide at Mayport. That's .43. This evening at 5.56 p.m., that's your high tide. That's a 3.37. That's not real high. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's a weird that's time. Really, and yeah, we're coming up on a full moon too. Yeah, that is kind of weird. And that's this is the Mayport Bar Pilot Docks, and where it's a normal is like a four point eight, right? Yeah, four point five. Yeah. Okay, so three point kind of, three. Huh? Yeah, three point three seven. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What was the low? Point uh, four three. So there's no there's no tide. There's that's, no. That's that sound right. Great opportunity to yep. fish the rock. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. All day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow. At uh, 6.26 a.m., it's a 4.18, and then a low tide at uh, 12.30 p.m., and that's a .27. Another opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then tomorrow evening, it's a 3.56. Huh. That's a very interesting tide. Yeah. I, I, that uh, doesn't sound right. doesn't sound right, does no, it? No, it really doesn't. Yeah. That's what Something, it is. Something doesn't sound right. So I'm... I'm Huh. Reading you're, you're, it right you're, here. You're on the outdoors. Mayport, I, I, I'm going, pilot dock. I'm going to uh, just out of curiosity pull up St. Augustine's and and see what it says for yeah. St. Augustine. Well, I hope. I mean, because if it's that slow, what's yeah. I mean, because it's typical average for Mayport. Yeah, four five four eight. What is it? Four eight at least. Four five. Yeah, four eight. I mean, four that's five. The, right in there. Four yeah, three. That's right. So, what is your tides reading? I'm getting ready to tell you right here. Just Kirk, you got it on your phone, right? Don't you got the app for that? Yeah. Kirk's got an app for everything. Kirk's got an app for everything. So uh, the high tide this morning in St. Augustine is at 530, and it is a 4.0, which is very close to what you're talking about. And then the low tide is like a 1.0. And that's a low tide today. Yeah. Okay. L- and then what about the one this evening? Uh, the the high tide this evening um, is at let's see, it'll be five forty three, 
Mm-hmm. And it is a 3.2. <laughs> there you yeah, go. See, Jack's yeah. Beach, you yeah, got a high tide. Yeah, that's crazy. That's it, a, that is weird. It's a 3.6. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all thought I was lying. <laughs> that's huh. weird. Yeah, that is. That's very strange. Very strange. What's up with that? I wonder what that will do to the fishing. I don't know. That's a that's a, that's a great point. I, I'll I'll tell you though that is really going to coincide with our ring power of the tip later. Okay. I mean, simply for the fact that that mm. you're you're going to have the opportunity to to do some very cool fishing because of these tides, mm-hmm. um, and we'll 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 talk about that uh, in the nine o'clock hour. Yep. Six four one ten ten six four one ten ten. Give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. I just got done crushing that uh, chicken, fried chicken, white gravy on bread from Gordon. That, and that seriously, I think I like that better than I do oh, sausage I, I gravy. Can't, I can't go, I just can't go that far. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm with Kevin. I was good, but I mean, that sausage gravy. Yeah, I know. I think I'd rather have the chicken gravy. I mean, that that right there, oh my goodness. I mean, it, it, that was money. I mean, we used to get the sausage, gravy, and biscuits. Who gave us that? Um, that was Finn. Finner. Yeah, that's right, Finner. Yeah. Man, he made some awesome yeah, sausage yeah, gravy yeah, now. Yeah, that's I right. Mean, he made it for the Christmas show one time. Well, he do no, it for that was that Mike, him. Um, that was our good, good buddy Mike um, with uh, screened-in closures. Anyway, yeah. but Finner always, always put me on the, the, the hot seat. Because he would charter me, and if we mm. had a good charter, then he would bring sausage right. gravy biscuits for everybody the next Saturday. If not, then nobody got breakfast. Gotcha. All right, <laughs> uh, let's go to the phone lines. Oh, cool. Uh, let's start with Gary this morning. Then we're going to talk to Bill. Got a good. Bill's got a question yep. about truck seat covers, but let's talk to Gary first. Morning, Gary. Good morning, gentlemen. I, I want to put in my congratulations to Tony Bissali. Yes. And what you said, Jeff, that's the ultimate compliment when a peer stops to watch another player, just like a – you know, I've seen Phil Mickelson and several other golfers would go to the uh, first tee of Augusta National on Thursday to watch Jack Nicholas and Gary Player and Arnold Palmer when he did it. You know, just just because they they truly appreciate greatness and they knew that how long would they be able to see that? You know, that those that appreciated the, you know the greatness of the men. I know Phil Mickelson did it several times. He said, "Look, how often am I going to get to see this? You know, in yeah. the presence of legends, guys that." shaped our sport and uh i thought you put it very well yeah well he's uh and then one of the cool things gary is that i'll never forget when when we drafted him and uh, you know i was already with the team me and uh, a lot of the guys that uh, uh signed as free agents the original 10 i mean all those guys yeah. and and when he came and we were in the off season we were working out you know he was you know six Tony's a little bit taller than me, so he's probably like six seven. I'm like six six ish, you know. And he's six seven ish, six dude. six and a half, something like that. I mean, he yeah. was three twenty five. I mean, yeah. I mean, every bit of three twenty five. And so during the off season, we would have all of these uh, voluntary, okay, <laughs> voluntary yeah, right. workouts, right. okay. And I use he that sounded word. like Tom Coughlin when he said that, okay. <laughs> and we would lift weights, and then we would run and. Uh, Throughout the course of the week, well, 
when you ran, you always broke up into position groups, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So you had the skill position guys, okay? running backs, the wide receivers, and then you had linebackers and tight ends. You know, the defensive backs were in there with the, you know, the wide receivers sure. and, the, and the running backs. And a couple things always stood out. Tony would run with us, with the defensive linemen. Because, I mean, typically the, the, the fat guys, okay, right. the offensive linemen ran with their own group. Okay. He would, he would run with us. Yeah. And I'm talking would run with us. I right. mean, I'm not talking he would struggle. to. He did not struggle to keep up right. at 325 pounds. Yeah. Two guys in, in my time in the NFL as a player, Mm-hmm. There were absolute freaks when it came to the ability to be athletic and run. Tony at three twenty-five running with defensive ends that were you know two hundred and sixty pounds. Mm-hmm. Cool. <clears throat> Tony Brackens, who was two hundred and fifty-five, two hundred and sixty pounds, mm-hmm. would run with the wide receivers and running backs and defensive backs. Wow! And would beat them. Wow! Yeah. I mean, talk about two yeah, freaks. He, he was a freak. I mean, those two guys were. Total, yeah, total freaks. Anyway, fast. Right, it's just definitely a long overdue. Uh, my 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 fishing question, guys. Uh, over the years, what have you used that's a non traditional type of bait that you've had success in? You know, not not your uh, mullets or your fiddler crabs or your you know your standard standard answers. What have you used that you found you've had great success with? Non-traditional, non-traditional bait. Um, yeah. I, uh, wow, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever used anything non non-traditional, but I mean, Kirk and I over the years have have experimented with a lot of different baits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's it's whether it's a, a different color and a plastic or a different plastic bait. Or we talked about this last week, the dorky mullet. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 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 a lot of you know things, but but as in you know, throwing a red wiggler in a redfish hole. No, I've never done that. Um, I've I've caught plenty of flounder on rubber worms that yeah. I use for bass fishing. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, I remember the time we went down to Cracker Swamp. Remember, and they had that pond down yeah, there. Yeah, with the stripers in it. With the stripers. Yeah. And they wouldn't bite. And the second day I went down there, I stopped at the bait shop at B&M and got three dozen live shrimp. <laughs> and everybody's standing around throwing earthworms and yeah. trying to put that fish meal on a hook. And I go, I got something that works. And I went to the truck, pulled those live shrimp out, and threw it at those freshwater f- fish. Oh, my God. Yeah. They ate the crap out of them. Yeah, but not, nothing, nothing crazy, yeah. you know, uh, unusual. Thanks, Gary. Jeff. Yeah, have you ever tried anything, Jeff? Outside the box? I don't know. I mean, I'm always a little bit outside the box. I mean, I can <laughs> yeah. I can tell you this. I mean, one of the uh, ways that I was catching cobia, I caught cobia using a bass assassin uh-huh. that I use for sure. for fishing fresh water. And then this past summer, the video uh, that was put up on our social media pages of me catching a tarpon down in uh, Matt Lachey. Mm-hmm. I was using an offset bass worm hook right. mm-hmm. on a on a gulp on a jerk gulp. I mean that's I mean you always kind of think of something, and I don't know if it's I don't know if I call that out of the box though. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't either. You know, it's just kind of like you're like, All going right. way back when American eels came out, and okay. people were like, 
because the the guys were using them up north for stripers, right. and we were like, "Well, what if we tried these for Cobia?" Oh, remember yeah. that? Oh, oh God, yeah. And I remember people like David King that were harvesting, you know, yeah. American eels way up in the St. Johns River, and you'd go into B and M, and they'd have a whole tank full of them, and you'd get like twelve of them. And and I remember the first time I used them, I'm going, "Well, how in the hell do I get this on the hook?" Oh, it's it was impossible. I mean, it was you put your hand in the bucket, and it was yeah. just you couldn't grab them. You got to put sand on them. Well, what you do is you take the dip net out. Right. And scoop it out and then have a, a towel on there with sand on it and just mm-hmm. throw it in that right. sand and then grab it. But trying to put it on a hook was yeah. even difficult. You couldn't grab them without sand yeah. or a towel. No or way. Yeah. No way. Nope. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Okay, man. Thanks, guys. All right, let's, uh, let's go talk to Bill. He's got a truck seat cover question. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Bill. How y'all? I mean, hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good. Good thank Good. you. Look, I just got me a couple of new hunting dogs and. Uh, I'm going to put seat covers on my truck, and I was hoping to get a little conversation going on. What kind of seat covers you use? I got um, I got Carhartts on mine. Carhartts, and they're I, nice, man. I, I've, I, you know, I had this as a gear tip. Yeah. Uh, about a year ago, that the, the seat that I have in my truck right now for yeah. for fancy is awesome. Would you remember what brand it's, it is? It's it's called Pet Safe. I think something that just at, at, at the break. I promise you, I'll run out there, Bill. And it lets you know because it is it is a fantastic cover. I've had it for probably, gosh, it's been four or five years. And literally the only thing that I do, Bill, is I take it out, you know, once a week, shake it, and, and all that's the good. dirt comes off of it. I mean, it's it is a fantastic. Are you looking cover. for something that's going to be like kind of like in there, Bill, um, on a like a permanent seat cover or something that yeah, can be removed? Much. Okay, but. No, are, are, yeah. Is it is it specifically like for 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 the dogs? Are you looking to something that, that that can get hair on it, that can get dirt on it, that you can just take out of your truck? Or are you looking for like real seat covers, like mossy oak, Carhartt seat covers? Uh, probably more like real seat covers. Okay, I tell you, the Carhartts I got in my truck are incredibly durable, and I saw them in other people's trucks. Um, I know Steve Mullins got them in his truck, and they are tough. I mean, it's like putting a pair of jeans on your, your original seats, and it, it protects them. And I know when I had my last truck, I had them on that truck, too. And when I sold the truck and we took them off, I remember Wayne Watkins looking at the truck and goes, man, these seats look brand new. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they, so, they, they absolutely. Do you have leather seats? Uh, I had leather seats. Yeah, yeah I got leather I put, seats, too. And, it, and I it, put those it, Carhartt seats on there, and it's like thick canvas. Yeah. It's, it's it's really durable too. Yeah, some of the that sounds like the type of material I want. Yeah, yeah some thick. some of the new the new material that they that they're making nowadays and the, the seat covers that they're making. I mean, when you used to get seat covers a while back, it kind of it kind of fit like you know a hand me down. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't great. Right. Some of the stuff. Yeah, that the they, old saddleman. Yeah, the stuff that they make now. I mean, it's like custom fit. Right. I mean, really good stuff. I mean, there's a lot of really good products out there. I mean, it's kind of hard to go wrong, but uh, yeah, just uh, the biggest thing I think you know, the, the one of the companies that's been around forever that I've heard great things about, and I actually considered using them uh, for the uh, the Nimnik Yoda when I redid it, redid it. But I actually had the seats completely recovered by Dealer Vehicle Accessories. And by the way, if you've never been to DVA, which is Dealer Vehicle Accessories, they have a great selection of things like you're you're looking for where are um, they located uh they're actually a, a part of the nimnik family so if you just go and search dealer vehicle accessories 
Uh, they'll give you the name and address and phone number to call them up. But uh, Marathon also is a seat cover company that's been around for a long time, uh, incredibly long time. But, yeah, call Dealer Vehicle Accessories. I know. I got mine put on by Extreme Truck Accessories over there on St. John's Bluff Road. Mm-hmm. And they and they they hardly charged me anything to put them on. Right. I mean, I bought them from them, and I think they charged me thirty dollars. And they were pretty tough to put on. It wasn't. Oh yeah, some yeah, of them yeah, are no joke. Right I mean, one, you had to actually good. take some of the seat apart and stuff to get them on. Right. And, and they did a great job. Yeah. If, if you're going to get the custom fit ones, then uh, yeah, just let somebody else go put them on for. Yeah. You. Well, I'd name the dogs as a tribute to one in a mall. <laughs> from the no, from... way I missed that what? Yeah. I said I named my dogs as a tribute one and a mall. <laughs> from Top Gun's joke. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Right, guys, I Thank you, Bill. All right, buddy. You have a good one. Bye. Me too. I was a little slow on that. Yeah, one me there. too. I was slow on that. Uh, one. Top, Gun. Top Gun should Woo! be proud. Oh, that's fantastic. Head. Uh, hey, uh, coming up, and it's uh, next Saturday, there is a ladies' night. Okay, ladies' night. Ooh, okay, and this is at what? the, uh, the yeah, it's February 19th. Okay. Okay, next Saturday, and it's at uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. at Hagen Ace Hardware and Hagen Coastal Outfitters of Green Coast Springs. Okay, cool deal. They got a grand prize, which is a really nice inflatable paddleboard. They also have a big green egg mini max for giveaway. Um, kind of like the Christmas event that we had, uh, right. but they're doing this thing for ladies, man. Uh, Traeger's going to be there cooking some brisket up for the ladies. Uh, they got some pulled pork, other food samplers. They've got 250 swag bags filled with Ooh. freebies Ooh. for the first 250 people. Lip balm, ladies. Kind of okay. Yeah, so so and don't lotion. be rolling up in there, Kirk, with lipstick and stockings and, yeah, right. and your high okay. heels on saying, yeah. hey, yeah. Yeah. I'm hey. here for ladies' yeah, right. night. That won't work. Yeah, okay. And should slip in there either. Giveaways every 15 minutes, okay? Just go to uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, and you can register. Uh, and uh, they've got all kinds of cool things. They've got uh, 30% off the gift shop for the ladies. Mm. And the Hagen Coastal, they've got 25% off apparel, 15% off all the footwear, paint department, buy one, get one. All for the ladies, man. Ladies night. It's happening. Wow. How about that? Yep. And uh, Ooh, yeah. pick up a few girls, go to the Hagen. And I'm going to be there. <laughs> Of course. I am. I'm going to I'm going to be there. Uh-huh. I get to be there to help do the giveaways like the, and all that kind of stuff. Are you one of the prizes? Uh no. A dinner date? No, with no. Jim? I'm going to be a prize for my wife that night. I'm helping her out down at that. So it's cool, man. Hagen Coastal Outfitters Lady Night. Ladies Night, okay? Let's Again. Go to Hagen and pick up a couple girls. At Hagen Coastal Outfitters and Hagen Ace Hardware of Green Cove Springs. Next Saturday, February 19th, 6 to 8. Come on out for Ladies Night. Welcome back to the Dimmick Chevrolet Outdoors show. Kevin Favor. And uh, listen, um, I, I, I have an idea. We talked about this uh, last week. Um, it, it, welcome to Moe's. All right. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl's tomorrow. Um, I'm sure that you could call up there, especially the St. Augustine store, and, and uh, 
have some stuff catered. That's that's some great Super Bowl food right there. It is it is Super Bowl food. Man. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's uh, that's that, that's good stuff. Yeah, so. they do they do the whole nine things um, for Super Bowl. Okay, they got uh, the free chips and salsa, uh-huh. and they've got the catering bundles, which that includes like some of their famous queso with the desserts and drinks. Also, all you got to do is go to moes.com forward slash catering. The St. Augustine store, yes. okay, welcome to Moe's, can handle it. And it's not just in St. Augustine, okay? If you've got a Super Bowl party in That's St. Right. John's County, they can take care of you now. Absolutely. So go to Moe's.com forward slash catering and get a little bit of Moe's for your Super Bowl. You had me at it's queso. It's not too late. No, I don't think You it's totally late. had me at queso. <laughs> Is there anything better than queso? Oh no, the queso is, it's got to be so bad for you because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing better than a good old batch of it, though. Mm. I mean, goodness gracious. So, uh, yeah. so this week, I uh, was up in Georgia for, for pretty much the whole week. And uh, got the control burning. I don't want to say done, but I uh, got it started. And that's always... Always an interesting oh, gosh. kind of a thing. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. A big thank you to the uh, the Georgia Forestry Commission, the, the, the Georgia Forestry Commission Department local guys, you know, Timmy and TJ and Matthew, the guys that came out. And, uh, you know, I mean, their expertise and having a bulldozer on site in case, you know, when you do control burning, if it gets – any any even kind of inkling of getting out of control, you've got a bulldozer there to put it out. Kind of gives you a little bit of an insurance policy. Well, peace there's, of mind. There's there's nothing more exciting than control burning, mm-hmm. but there's nothing more nerve wracking either, man. Oh, I buddy. Mean, oh, uh, yeah. There's know. a pucker factor involved. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you're starting <laughs> your own property on fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And and fortunately, most of the stuff that uh, that we're burning has been burned before. But we added some new stuff to it mm-hmm. this year, and so it was uh, stuff that uh, had a first thin on. And these are pine trees, you know, and pine trees are grown in rows. And when you do a thinning, you take there's a couple different ways to do. It. You can do a fifth row or third row or fourth row. So that means you're basically taking every third row you take one, or every fourth row you take a line out, mm-hmm. or every fifth row you take one out. And this was a uh, a fifth row, so you, they take every fifth row. And then they take out the inferior trees kind of on each side of that. You might want to explain that to people because a lot of folks that don't go into pine plantations might not understand that. Pine trees are planted just like a row crop. I mean, just like cotton, soybean, peanuts. I mean, they're planted in rows. Okay, Commercially planted pine trees. And so when you harvest, it's not like a crop where you just, okay, trees grow. And then once they get to a certain point, you just go in there and cut them all. Right. Okay. There's only, it's, imagine a table of food here, and there is a limited amount of food always on the table, correct? I mean, it's not, there's never an endless supply of food. Right. Well, it's just like having a, a, an acre of ground can only grow so many trees. Right. Or, and, I want, and here's another way to put it, can only grow a certain tonnage of trees. Mm-hmm. Just like at a table, you can only have so many food for a limited number of people. If you have big eaters, you're going to have less at the table, correct? Okay. Okay, the bigger a tree grows, Mm -hmm. the more it eats. Mm -hmm. The more nutrients it needs, the more water it needs. So think of it from that perspective. So when you plant pine trees in a plantation, 
you're planting them in rows. And then once they start to grow and then they get to a certain point, then the trees actually, their growth rate starts to slow down because there's so much competition for food, light, and nutrients and water. So now you go in there and you take out every fifth row of pine trees. Now you've essentially left more food at the table for the remaining trees. So now they go back to growing at a faster rate again. And then they'll grow fast for a little bit, and then they'll start to slow down. Then you can do a second thinning, Mm -hmm. take some more trees out of there. And then you'd let the remainder grow until they get to be real big trees. And then you clear cut it. Then you start over and you plant trees in, in rows again. And so what I was burning in is what, a, what is called a fifth row uh, plantation, or not a plantation, but a fifth row thinning. Mm-hmm. So every fifth row was taken completely, and then they took inferior trees out on either side of that, on the rows on either side of that. And then I had the uh, what we call a mid-rotation release done. So when you take that row out of pine trees, and then you come back in a year later or a little bit more than a year later, and then you chemically spray and kill the competition underneath your understore, the hardwoods that are wanting to grow. And then if you follow that up with a controlled burn, I mean, you want to talk about lavish wildlife habitat. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable, isn't it? And also yeah. it's incredibly good for the, for the trees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you burn, it takes all of that organic matter and it, and it gets burnt and then it gets put back into the soil at a faster rate for the trees to use as fuel, mm-hmm. as, as nutrients. And so right. it, it helps the trees as well. And then the fire actually can heal some scars on the pine trees and, uh, and actually make sure that the bugs don't harm them as much. And so those are the areas that you, you burn a lot of times. And those were some of the areas that we probably burn, I don't know, 50, 50, 50 acres, you know, somewhere in that range mm-hmm. in a day. And that's a lot. That's a lot. For that's a, a day. Lot. Yeah, that's a lot for a day. You know, we. I mean, you figure a normal guys. subdivision is about 15 acres. So if you go out to like the beach or wherever, down where Kevin's house is, that plot yeah. of land right there is 15, 15 acres of land. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and so you 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 break it, you know, put it, you put fire breaks in, and and I, you know I do all that myself with you know right. the tractor and and uh, offset hairs behind four wheel drive tractor, and it uh, and it's fun. It's I mean it's it's uh, but man, once you start to burn and you're walking through the woods, and you know the one thing that I need to get, I have a I have a, a fireproof shirt. Yep. I need I need to get the Nomex pants, which mm-hmm. I I have some, but they don't fit very good. Right, and I need to get some. Because essentially they're fire retardant because you don't want to put yourself on fire while you're in the woods. Right. I mean, you get a pair of jeans on, man, that's a pair of jeans can catch on fire pretty quick. And they have mm-hmm. pants and boots and shirts that are designed for firefighting. And I've got the shirt. I don't have the boot, uh, the boots because I just use regular boots, but I need to get the pants. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, man, once you start walking in the woods, whew, man, yeah. it, I, mean, I, I want to say <clears> – <throat> Towards the end of the day, and we weren't done yet. We weren't anywhere near done yet. Uh, Timmy, who is the uh, the chief ranger, was out there, and, and he's been a friend of mine for, for years. And he's got one of those uh, watches that tells you how many steps. I guess it's an Apple watch that okay. tells you how many steps you go, oh, or, yeah, or it's on right, his right. phone or something. Yeah. And I want to say before we were even close to being done, he was at 22,000 steps. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how many that. miles that was of walking. That's a lot. Yeah. I think I think I want to say uh, like twenty five hundred steps is a mile. Okay, I think. 
You you know you got the formula I got, there. I got the app. Right oh, here. But literally twenty two thousand steps. I don't we, doubt it. And we were not done. Yeah. No no no. It's it is a it, at the end of that day. <laughs> it, you, you it's a shower and bed. Oh man. buddy, and you yeah. know you, you and when you get done. Yeah. You know because you've got a drip torch. You know right. but you got a mixture of diesel and regular gasoline, and then you've got you know your gloves and you know you're and you don't realize it, but you know you might take your your glove and and use the back of your glove to wipe your face. Well, you got black soot yeah, everywhere. Oh, oh yeah. And so you, you get done at the end of the day, and you look in the mirror, your entire fla- face has the that black char, yeah, oh, yeah. charcoalish looking stuff from just being in the fire all day. It's great. And and, if, and 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 by the way, you know who we do this for? Just so we do it for the animals. You know. Well, I mean, there's partially. There's, there's so much of it that we do that, that, that I mean, so much hard work goes into. I it's mean, it's as far as like the cost. It's the most efficient way absolutely. of providing food for wildlife. But there are so many other reasons you do that. Yeah, it's the the pine trees benefit, mm-hmm. wildlife benefits, and then when you control burn, you're lowering the fuel. That's in the forest understory. That's right. So that you are at less risk of a wildfire. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different reasons that you do that. And uh, uh, prescribed fire has been a, a tool that goes back to the Native Americans. Absolutely. And it's unfortunate that in a lot of places they they stop doing it or don't do it as much because it does provide a tremendous benefit for a lot of different reasons. All right, let's take a break. We come back. Kirk's going to give us the formula for steps. In the woods. You got a gear tip. And uh, we do have an LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. <laughs> Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. And, uh, LV Hire supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the Southeast. Job sites, uh, individuals, hey, look, if you want a big old diesel tank for your farm or whatever, they can make sure that it stays full of fuel. This week's tip comes from Captain Kirk and his neighbor. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is pretty cool, man. Yeah, this, is, is, a, this is a gadget right here for sure. I, okay, need we, be- we, I need better neighbors. We got a couple people. <laughs> you do need better neighbors. I have great neighbors. We got a couple people that uh, that listen to the show that uh, stay on the road that work hard during the course of the day. Cool and, truckers, huh? Cool truckers. I mean, for truckers, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for truckers, this might be the ticket, and might they might already know about it. They but probably he, do. But oh, even yeah. if you work out of your truck throughout the course of the day and you pack the old brown paper bag lunch, mm-hmm. here's a way to pack a lunch that can give you a hot on demand meal. That's pretty cool. I mean, he does. A lot, David does a lot of traveling. David Lee is my next door neighbor, and so he's in his truck a lot. And I was over there the other day, and he was messing with his truck. And I walked over to see if he needed any help, and, and um, I saw that thing sitting on the tailgate of the truck. And I go, "What? What the heck is that?" I saw the cord coming out of it. And he goes, "Oh, you've never seen one of these?" And I said, "What is it?" And he goes, "It's a heating lunchbox stove." And I'm like, "You got to be kidding!" He goes, awesome. "No!" And he flipped it open. And he goes, yeah. He said, if I want a hot sandwich or if I've got a leftover burger from dinner the night before and I didn't eat it all, he said, I just wrap it up in a little aluminum foil, drop it down in there, and or plug you, it into the truck. Dude, if you got a little leftover shepherd's pie, 
Whatever. Yeah. Quiche. Throw it right in there. Plug it in. Yeah. You know. A quiche. I mean, it doesn't it's matter. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, a, a steak. You got a little leftover, you know, Gordon's. SOS. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gordon's yeah. meal. <laughs> Uh, the only thing is, it's got to be a 12-volt system. Um, the unit draws up to 9 amps, so they, uh, they urge you that when you plug it in, make sure your truck is running. Right. Or boat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's got the traditional cigarette lighter plug, but if you go to the store, you can buy the... Uh, the adapters. The, uh, the adapters. What is it? USB cord that plugs into our traditional units mm-hmm. now. And he said it's That's pretty neat. Man. Yeah. Do trucks have cigarette lighters still? I, I, Some of them do. I don't know. I don't know either. I just, that just hit me. I don't, I don't know. Well, our, all oh, our you bo- know what? I know I do. Because, our boats used to but, all have it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know I do because uh, I've used it to blow up my tires and stuff. So I, okay. I, I know. I, uh, uh, yeah. But does now, it actually, I, but here's the question. Does it actually no, have a cigarette no, plug? No. No. The thing that will light your no, cigarette. No. No, it does not. <laughs> that little coil? Yeah. 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 I was uh, the Nimnik Yoda. I, I I bought one of those cigarette lighter plugs to where you can plug in a USB to it. Uh-huh. You know, so it goes in the old cigarette right. plug, and then it stays in there. Okay. And then you can plug in your USB cord. So I got had to get one of them. Yeah, that's cool. For the for the Nimnik Yoda, but man, yeah, this is the ticket here now. Instant hot lunch on demand anywhere you may be, as long as you've got an old cigarette lighter plug. I mean, you think about it. You could do cool. a hot dog, wrap it in aluminum foil. You could do a grilled cheese sandwich. You could do canned soups. Do rice, leftovers. Just don't do it in a Ziploc bag or a plastic container. They say if you put a plastic container in, Obviously it'll, it'll melt. melt. Yeah. It'll melt. Yeah. It says the thing gets pretty hot. <laughs> it's pretty so, run temperatures and then, and 300 and degrees Fahrenheit. He got it where? He brought it. He, he said he bought it at one of those Love's, Love's superstore truck stops. Truck stops somewhere near Atlanta. See, here's the thing. It's like I see. When I go to places like that, it's like or a Bucky's or something like that. I mm-hmm. see products that look kind of cool, uh-huh. but then the packaging makes me think, yeah, that's going to be kind of crappy. Right. But the fact that your neighbor has it, got it, loves it, there, there's a testimony that it's a good product. Oh yeah, and he travels all the time. He's he's, he's got another little thing that might be next week's gear tip that attaches to the steering wheel that I saw, and I was like, that is flipping money. What's the brand on this thing? It's called Zento. Zento. Zento, Zento. Deals. Zento. Zento. It's like uh, it's one of those things you might see on one of those infomercials. Yeah. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Ronco. That's what I'm saying. Ronco presents. There's more. <laughs> the lunchbox. Yeah. Did you get a Ginsu knife with that? Or <laughs> All right. So, uh, pretty cool thing. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's your LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. Hot lunch on demand or hot dinner, breakfast doesn't right. matter. I mean, yeah. I mean, a yeah. portable oven for your vehicle. Well, I tell you what, it got cold enough this week where two days this week, I actually went in the kitchen and I told my wife, I said, the day before, I like my hands were so cold when I got home, mm-hmm. I had to take a hot shower, yeah. you know, just to get, get my hands feeling back. So the next morning I got up and she goes, why don't you take a thermos full of hot chocolate? I said, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a great idea. So I made a big old thermos of hot chocolate and went fishing with a couple of customers and we were out there fishing and. I said, Eric, how about some hot chocolate? And he goes, you're kidding. And I said, no. You know, and Catherine's like, yeah, I'll take a cup. <laughs> so the three of us stopped, you know, for about 10 minutes and had a big old cup of hot chocolate. Any, um, any sheep's head? Sheep head fishing has been kind of slow. Wow. I mean, I caught a couple this week, uh, but not any big numbers. All the guys that kind of fish for them. There was a few people that found some that 
Got them fired up. What about what about bait? Uh, the only thing going is shrimp right now. Okay. Unless you go get your own mud crabs, dig for fiddlers. There's no fiddlers. Uh, mud That's unbelievable, been, man. Yeah, it's been so cold for so long. You can't yeah. really get them out of the hole. And then we had a hookup on maybe getting some on the other side of the coast, but even they're out now. They said, "Look, we can't get them because they're not coming out of the ground." That's spooky. No mm, cheapo's coming up, man. A couple weeks, right? A couple, three coming weeks. Coming up, yeah. yeah, coming up. Yeah, unless you I have a, a question. private source and get you some mud crabs and start digging around. Yes, mm. question. Yeah, Kevin, you, you asked Kurt. You asked Kirk, you said, uh, said uh, sheep's head. And then Kirk's reply was, sheep head fishing. It, it's you, sheep's. So you say sheep's. And now, Kirk, you say sheep head. Well... Is this a tomato tomato thing, to, or did somebody it's screw up? Spelled with an S. Yeah, sheep's okay. head. Sheep's head. Yeah, sheep's head. Sheep head. Yeah. I mean, tomato tomato potato exactly. potato. Exactly. I, sheep's head. Sheep's head. Yes. It's okay. sheep head. With an S. Right. I say it's both been, actually. Yeah. Sometimes I see sheep head. Sometimes I say sheep's head. All around, the fishing <laughs> has been tough this week. I mean, if you ask a yeah. lot of the guides, yeah, yeah. Uh, fished you know, with uh, Captain Leon on uh, on Thursday. Um, he had a bunch of cancellations, and he called me at eight thirty that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, Kerry and I had been wanting to go with him. And um, man, Thursday was as beautiful a day on the water as as, as you could. <laughs> is Leon on the line? He is. Yeah. He is. So let's take a break, yeah, and then we'll come back. We'll uh, we'll listen, hear about uh, Kevin and Leon and Kerry's day of fishing on the water. And uh, in the meantime, though, go to our Facebook page or Instagram page, like the pages, and if you would like to care to or anything, you can comment on whatever post that we have. And by the way, uh, we like big outboards and we cannot lie. <laughs> yeah. That was an awesome post. That, that, that was a great picture. And what, uh, what the, man, are you kidding me? That Yamaha 425, yeah. it's huge. It's huge. Huge. Anyway, let's take a break. Uh, and uh, by the way, uh, Big uh, shout out to Whalen Bay Marine. Yes, uh, Chad, who my buddy, is your buddy Chad. Mm-hmm. Okay, you you hooked me and Chad up. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're looking for a boat. We've got Mr. Bill Dance coming in soon, and uh, we're trying to find a boat that uh, that has a Mercury on it because he is his sponsor is Mer- Mercury, and his bay boat is not going to be ready until later on. Man, Chad is all in the money. <laughs> it's all over it. And so he's got a 26-foot Ranger Bay coming in, mm-hmm. and it's going to have a Gigantosaurus 400 Merc Verado on the back. And we are going to be catching some fish with Mr. Bill oh, Dance that's soon. Great. Thank you, Chad, and Whalen Bay Marine, man. Can't wait. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, so be fun. just a big shout-out to Whalen Bay Marine because I was down there last weekend and uh, met some of the guys down there at Whalen Bay Marine and I was taking a look at some of the sheer waters that they have, and I, and I'm just telling you that Mako Bay skiff awesome, is just it? I just it's like a magnet. Yes, you I, know I, I I promise you when I retire I I will have one. That's, That's that is yeah. one of the coolest. If if, yes. if I wanted one small inshore boat, yes, seventeen foot, that eighteen. Mako Pro skiff. That's it. I know. That's I what I have. I agree. Awesome boat. Anyway, Whalen Bay Marine. Thank you, Chad. And uh, you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM.
Hey, I know when uh, we talk about Claude Nolan, we're always talking about it's the only place to go to buy a Cadillac. But if you need something done to your car, they've got master technicians in there. I mean, like 11 of them. They, they, these guys, I've taken my vehicle in there, and it's it's unbelievable. They are so professional. And, and Jeff's been in there and, and seen where they work on cars. It's like the cleanest garage you'll, you'll, you'll ever. It really is. <laughs> It is. I mean, it's like really clean. It's amazing. Yeah. So if you need something to work on it, also if you need a pre-owned vehicle, go in there, tell them what you're looking for, and they'll find it for you at Claude Dolan Cadillac. All right. Let's go to the phone lines and bring up Leon this morning. Him and Kevin and Kerry had a little day of fishing this week. Morning, Leon. Good morning to you, Jeff. So so Thursday you guys fished? Yeah. And and, uh, just to to clarify, um, Kerry and I had been – waiting to fish with Leon. We fish with Leon once or twice a year, and it's always in January and February when everybody's not crazy busy. Leon's crazy busy. Mm-hmm. But um, Carrie ended up, she was working out on Wednesday evening and, like, pulled a thigh muscle and and literally um, couldn't hardly walk. So she woke up the next morning, and she's like, I can't even get on a boat. She's Oof. like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it was me and Leon. And uh, met Leon at 9 o'clock. At Palm Valley, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was uh, what we have eleven o'clock low tide, Leon, right? That, that would be correct. Yeah, and it was it was just a little bit chilly, but I mean, just I'm talking just a jacket, chilly, not anything. yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, totally fine. And uh, it, it started out where there was there was no wind. It was bluebird sky. I mean, it, it was like the perfect day to fish. It really was. Mm-hmm. It was it was awesome. Uh, I talked to Leon, and he's like, "Look, you know, six bites." That's about what we're going to get, you know. I mean, yeah. it's just typical for this time of year. Mm-hmm. And um, the the first stop, um, Leon, what we caught, we I caught 16, 17-inch flounder, which was nice. That was a nice little start. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, we caught shrimp. Where'd that one go? What's that? Where'd that one go? Where'd he go? Well, 16-inch flounder. He ate it. Did well, you dude, put him in a box? Absolutely. <laughs> Look, I'm... Uh, and when I go with someone else, I'm, I'm kind of a meat fisherman. I'm mm-hmm. going to be honest. Hey, Cap, where can we go to catch some meat and fish? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, can yeah. we fill the load hey, cooler? Hey, and, and listen, I've if heard it, that a few times. Did you say that to Leon? Well, you should have. Yeah, yeah, where we can go. <laughs> but, but I will tell you that we went to a, cu- a, a couple spots that he and I both know that he and I both fish, and, and I'm like, Leon, let's go do something different. Yeah, you know. And Leon looked at me and he goes, "I got you." And I got just the spot. I got just the spot. And 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 let me tell you guys, um, our our kind of average day turned out to be absolutely flipping spectacular. Mm-hmm. I mean, like crazy cool stuff. Uh, Leon, you know, it, it the his old boat, which you know basically a flats boat. I mean, you can run in those creeks all day long. It's got a bay boat now. Oh, so it it's changed his fishery, it's changed his style a little bit. Yeah, what, what are you running, Leon? It's changed my style, but not my driving style. I'm going to get us back there, <laughs> but uh, might I'm get a little twenty three skeeter now. Might get okay. a little stuck once in a while. Oh, uh, we threw well, it on. We threw it on the bank a couple times. Yep, hard turns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a slide. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yep. But it, it literally when when we when. When we tell you that we went in the back of a creek, we're talking back 40, okay? And Way back. 
far as you could go, and then we got on the trolling motor and kept going. I mean, we're in the oak trees, Kurt. Yeah, incoming tide, though, right? Just just started. Just, yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, you, but, don't, you don't want to be on there creeping no. way into the back when it's still out going. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. That's how you get So, anyway, stuck. Leon, I'll, I'll, I'll let you continue from there. Go ahead. Well, uh, Kevin, and, uh, I mean, Kurt, Jeff, we uh, we took it to the back of the back of the back. And, I mean, we started off by watching all the finger mullets that are just absolutely stacked in these back creeks. It's just amazing how much bait Thousands. and why these fish stay back in these creeks and why they don't come out. They have no reason whatsoever to leave. And I'm pretty – Kevin can attest to it. I can attest to it. This boat I fish in now, it will legitimately float 10 inches of water. Yeah, I mean, it's mind-boggling. It mm. We had that boat in a, what would you say, a 10-foot-wide creek? Yeah, Kevin, at the most, yeah. And the wide. I mean, it was one way in, and we had to keep going in until <laughs> we found an area that was wide enough to spin the boat around that. And that's exactly what we had to do to get in there. And I told him, I said, I was with uh, Jack and Cameron a few weeks ago back in this creek. And I busted a school, and I know where to stop, and I know where we can start to slowly creep in. They should be right around this corner. And, I mean, it was just like clockwork. Every once in a while, you can call it, and it happens exactly that way. And we went right around this corner, and we bumped up about 20, 30 feet. And, I mean, it was like the entire creek yeah. just got up. The, the whole time. creek just started swimming away. We're like, mm. I mean, a huge school of fish. Mm. and. All red fish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and there was nowhere for them to go, you know. But yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And uh, we picked a few off of there, Mm -hmm. and uh, we brought them back to uh, PVO, cleaned them up, had some blackened and uh, blackened redfish sandwiches with some redfish nuggets. Yep. And uh, Kevin was uh, in his uh, good boy mode and had some uh, grilled uh, flounder. Uh, no, no bun, mm-hmm. and uh, it was good. It was real good, you know. From twenty minutes ago being in the water to yeah. on the plate, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't. Sure. It doesn't. It's a, it's amazing when when you when people think that they've had fresh fish. That's right. And then you take them out fishing, and then you literally clean it, and then take it up into the kitchen off of the dock to cook it. Within an, within an hour of yeah. cleaning it? It's delicious. It's totally different than what their fresh fish is that they've been buying no, out all no, along. No question. It's delicious. Yeah, no no question. And then we had the famous pork rinds. Oh, no. That's yes. Right. Uh, yes. Oh, you we, had to. At, of course we you had, had to. to. And? Just, just oh, so my. Were, uh, you know, so I've never had just what you just talked about, fresh fish. All I've ever had is pork rinds in a bag. Uh-huh. These little different. Really? Yeah, they were excellent. Yeah. Almost a little chewy. What? Yeah. And they had some type of a uh, a, a green honey sauce and just a honey, little. Honey aioli? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it, it, and it was. Honey aioli sauce? Yeah. Okay. It was, I think it that's was, what it was. Okay. It was outstanding. See, I never even put together pork rind and sauce. Yeah, they they had it. I mean, they, they were like, I, I, like, like eat, wow. eat, eat, yeah, that's awesome. It was it was it was outstanding. So, um, a huge thanks to PVO, man. I, that 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 place is awesome, man. Palm Valley Outdoors. Palm Valley Outdoors. Yeah. yeah.
Yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a cool place. I mean, come on, man. The outside bar, outside bar, you know, you, good, really good food. Yeah, cold, good music cold, on the weekends. Yeah, yeah, they got, yeah. Uh, uh, and then of course the little bait and tackle shop yeah, in there where you get live bait and mm-hmm. right next to the ramp. I mean, it's a it's a cool place. It is. It's 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 a cool place. But yeah, and aioli, all it is is garlic, salt, olive oil, and just a little bit of egg sometime. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Very, Interesting. Very very good. Good day, Leo. So what was the, what was the total count? Like uh, um, so so I caught. You were expecting six. Okay, all right. So bites. so 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 I caught two rats. Okay. And and the flounder, and Leon caught two slots. So you won. Yeah. Oh, I, there was <laughs> there was right, no listen. there was no there was no competition. There was no competition. <laughs> no, 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 Logan. It, it, it wasn't. It, Jeff, it's always got to be. Look, a competition. I'm just you trying know, to stir it up a little I, I, bit I was, here. I was I was happy. To um, partake in eating Leon's redfish. Sure, yeah. <laughs> okay. But I did take one home for the. Let me ask sale. you a question, yep. just from a competitive standpoint. Mm-hmm. If you were keeping score, because you had three, but one was a keeper, right? The flounder. Okay, the other rat. The, you had two rat reds. Short. Yeah, and okay. I and I did have two little trout. Keepers or not? No. Oh, that's right. You did. I did. Okay, I, so I, you had five fish total, but one keeper. That's correct. Okay, Leon, how many fish total? Two slots. Two slots, and that was grand yep. total. So if it was a competition, okay, who wins? Oh, I, I Five, think, but only one keeper or two keepers? I, 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 I totally disagree. I, I, I think Leon wins. Because, yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah, because if you're going to like have redfish tournament, I mean, it's got to be legal. It's got to be the two slots. You know, I just, yeah. Hands down. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, it's an interesting. If you and I are right? keep fishing, <laughs> if you and I are cheap fishing, yeah, and you catch an eight pounder, yeah, but I catch three, twelve inches, yeah, I win. Who wins? I, okay, I win. There, I win. there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. I got there you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, then if I caught three and you caught the one eight pounder, then I would win. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That's my exact point. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I got a quick question though, Leon. Before we take a break, did you go back to that school the next day? You know, I was heading back that way, and I made it just past the first hard left turn, and I and I slowed down, and lo and behold, what do I see? Four hundred yards ahead, but a guide pushing into the back. Oh, yeah, no, not going to bust him. Oh, yeah. that hurts, I just, man. That's a done I just deal. Stopped right there and turned around oh. and went right back to the other hole that okay. we got the last redfish at. Okay, you know it's ironic though. I heard that from some of the other guides that were fishing up on our end of the beach. Said the shallows, yeah, are slap full of thousands of finger mullet. Oh gosh, you should have seen the finger mm. mullet in this creek. Thousands, oh, thousands. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's been a bunch of them. So if you're wondering where they are, folks, yep. there, they, there you have it. All right, uh, thank um, you, Leon. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks, buddy. Nine zero four six four one ten ten. If you'd like to join us here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, when we come back, we got a question from Jeremy on our Facebook page. He wants to know an age of a black drum, and. Uh, going to ask you guys okay. that to age a black drum based on some measurements and we'll do that right here on the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show coastal equipment got two locations new king's road here in jacksonville and then out off of i-10 the McClenny Exit, it's your home of John Deere. I'll got all the uh, Land Pride attachments, Gravely Zero Turn Motors, Hot Tea Pressure Washers, 
and man, they've got a Kubota for you. And the one out in McClenny on I-10, I mean, they are stacked up with that uh, small utility tractor that you need for your mm-hmm. 10 acres. Man, they've got it, and they've got all the things uh, to, to go to that tractor to make sure you can take care of your little piece of heaven. All right, so question for you guys yes. before we move on to Top Gun. We got a question from Jeremy Potter this week on our Facebook page. Right. And uh, he was kind of curious that if you had a black drum, we've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but if you had a black drum that was like 46 inches long, 34 inches around, ballpark how old a fish you reckon that might be? Well, according to stats, and I looked it up, at ages four to five years old, they're 22 to 25 inches. So, And this is black drum, right? This is black drum. So if you look at it from the juvenile stage, so black drum are approximately 11 to 14 inches at, at age one, 15 to 17 at age two, and 19 to 21 inches at age three. And then when they get up to a larger size, which is 22 to 25, they're four to five years old. Mm-hmm. So just like a, a red, as they get bigger, they start to slow down right. a little and bit. They, and they, but they go this way. They get bigger they get around. Fatter. They get fatter. They get, so they get pumped up like a football. Right. 42 inches long. Four, this one, so he was asking about 46 inches long, 34 inches my, around. My, my first Initial thought was 20 years. I would say, yeah, maybe even older than that right, because be they live to 60 years of age. Okay. I mean, according to what they're saying in, in the, you know, looking at the science of it all. So, like I said, that was just my first. I was just kind of going by the. And I've caught some gigantic ones. We catch those giant ones in yeah. April and May, and I've caught them upwards of 100 yeah, pounds. Yeah, St. Augustine is March. Yeah. Yeah, because they're moving. Right. Moving towards you. North, right. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it it is. Is. and that's it's why. Fish. Yeah, that's why we. You know, those are the breeders. You know, that's well, and we typically don't try to. You know, most of us won't kill those big giant ones. We just, you know, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen anybody kill a big giant one in a long time. You know, a well, unfortunately, inch, you got some knuckleheads that do. Yeah, of course you know, you do. a yeah. fifteen to twenty pound fish. That's 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 a pretty good size yeah. one. Yeah, uh, you know, usually if, if they get any bigger than that, I let them go. Yeah, you know, I'll keep one or two of the little, the bigger ones, but most of them I would rather be 19 to 21 inches yeah. you know a three-year-old oh which is good eating and they're yeah. excellent yeah. yeah they really are did you guys see a couple of the posts this week uh on our on our facebook instagram page the uh the, the one of the interesting ones we had a picture of a fish and we asked people uh-huh. if they could figure out what it is and and that was uh the name of this fish from about four days ago that was a blenny it's a, which is you catch them when you're fishing the the rocks yep. yeah i mean there's there's got to be just Millions of them That's around right. the Mayport jetties. Oh, and then, but it's it's funny this time of year when it gets real cold, there aren't as many. I don't know where they go. Yeah, it's kind of like the mangroves. Yeah, yeah, they just go offshore. But when it gets real cold, they just kind of disappear. It's, I wonder if you could eat them. I think you probably could. To me, they look a lot like a cod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have that same body mass look to them. I just don't know how much meat but you get off that little guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're talking – Teeny old fish, you know. I right. mean, could you? But I mean, once in a while, you'll get out there. Like that day we were out there, we caught some pretty decent sized ones. I think you get like a little nugget out of it or a plug. I was sitting there thinking, if you take them and you and you treat them like a like a little small one of them swamp catfish, you know, cut the head off, scale it, and gut it, and Just fry them whole. Yeah, try it. You know, I wonder if that how that would be. I'm sure people do. Uh, we had the uh, the the post about the outboards. Which is, yeah. I mean, the size difference on those two outboards yeah, it's, from it's the amazing, two, isn't it? 200 to the 425, I mean, what a difference. <laughs> and then a, a cool picture, me and Tara, when we went on vacation up to Tennessee this uh, 
this thing that was built up in up in the mountains. This is uh, called Leo the Enlightened. If you haven't seen it, go to our Facebook or Instagram page. And this was a some kind of a I don't know what what would you call this. It's not a sculpture because it was actually built with hammer and nails and two by fours and then some uh, some of the natural wood that was taken from the like the, the his beard is made of bark and this thing is big now like I'm sitting on his hand yeah that's that's amazing so but somebody like hauled the lumber up to this mountaintop in Tennessee and built this thing and I can tell you there are no roads right <laughs> okay there are no roads to get to where this thing is at well I mean it's it's a it's an hour and a half hike hour 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 hike to get up to it had to use a mule or something in a wagon. Something. Yeah. How there. old is it? Uh, I don't know. That's a great, 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 yeah. uh, great question. Uh, there's a link there. You can click on the story. But it was cool hiking up to that thing, and it was up on top of the mountains uh, uh, up near Wallan, Tennessee. Cool to, to experience that. Uh, another picture that we had from a couple days ago, the spots on that big redfish that Dylan yeah, caught that, with that, me and Kirk. That was yeah, cool. And Dylan That's went fishing. Fish. Yeah, a really, really neat fish. And then the backyard battle, man. It's getting to be that time of year. <laughs> it is, man. That is an incredible video. Yeah, I've never seen two They're birds. filling their oats, aren't they? Well, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen them rustle like that. Like the ones that they lock. Yeah. They lock. And they're locked in head to head. Yeah, the, uh, when, when deer season approaches, and this is very similar, when deer season approaches and then, uh, like let's say, for example, you start in the summertime, the bucks are kind of hanging out together. And then all of a sudden, things start to change. The testosterone starts to kick in a little bit. Uh-huh. And then they stop being buddy-buddy. Mm-hmm. And then they actually, bucks, deer, of white-tailed deer, the males, will kind of spar and sometimes fight for dominance. Mm-hmm. Turkeys are the same thing. Well, right. turkey breeding season is approaching, so these gobblers now are starting to posture mm-hmm. and to fight for dominance. and. My father-in-law got this picture down in Deland, this video of these it's great. two gobblers, man, getting after it. What a great video. It's a great video. I mean, it looks like he's standing 20 feet from him. He is. I mean, it's right right there in his yard. That's crazy. And then uh, the picture of uh, uh, Chip Wingo, Leon Dana, and Kevin at the bar at Palm right. Valley Outdoors eating them nasty Yucky pork rinds. I don't know how y'all are doing that, but anyway. <laughs> For somebody that Fritos into everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I can't help it. I mean, but on, Fritos, man, are good. Come All on, right, let's we... take a break early, and then we'll come back and do Top Gun. Uh, talk to Tim. He's got a deer stand tip. Uh, I, I like, like tips. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely take all the tips we can get yeah. right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So the HOA is all over you, having a trailer, lawn's not mowed. I hate uh, them. <laughs> Stupid HOA. <laughs> I don't know what you can do about your lawn, get you, get out there and mow it. But the what, trailer. If could, what if you could do a controlled burn in your yard? <laughs> is that against HOA rules? You know, when we were kids, we used to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's sure. actually that's yeah. some of the best things you can yeah, do absolutely. for a yard. I mean, we, we had did. a half acre land, and yeah. we did it all the time. That well, centipede why, grass. Why don't you yes. come over and, and try to convince my HOA that that would be a good move yeah. for my yard? Well, you know what you do? Is you do it, and then say, well, show me in the rule book that it says it's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Guarantee you, it ain't in the HOA rule. That's the, the fair. Old, the old better asking for forgiveness than permission. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. But I do know what to do with a trailer. Call Stackham Storage. Mm-hmm. They'll come and get it. They'll take it in, dry storage, five-point inspection. They'll make sure everything's cool. And then when you're ready for it, they'll come back. They'll bring it back to you wherever you need it and in perfect shape. It's stackmstorage.com. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Bring up Top Gun Top this morning. Top Gun. What in the wide world of sports is going on there? Man, it's Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. Go Bengals. Go Bengals. I'm with you. All right, yeah. so who's everybody rooting for? Go okay, Bengals. Top Gun going for the Bengals. Favor Bengals? Absolutely. Kirk? I'm Bengals. I'd love to see him. Bengals? Yeah. 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 Yep. Chris? Yep, Bengals. Underdog. Yep. I want to see the underdog win. I want to see Jalen Ramsey lose. I'm rooting for the Bengals, too. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. So cool. Yeah, exactly. I love, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Joe Burrow. Absolutely. How you know, could he, he not be? He had... Maybe one of the great quotes I thought this week or Super Bowl week, whenever it was, and he was asked about uh, what would you, you know, kind of advice would you give some of the younger generation? He said, he said, stop posting your crap on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> and in a related story, please make sure you sign up for the Outdoor Show Facebook page and no, but, make sure you check out the But he was story. saying about how people will do a workout. And then they post a workout of themselves, like Selfies. "Look at me, look at me, work oh, out." Yeah, right. It's so me. Okay, and then and then all of a sudden, for the next four days, they don't work out. So, but they make one post like they are working out, working hard, and right. then they don't do anything. He's basically saying, "Stop doing that, and just you know, put your nose to the grindstone and put in the real work." What a mm-hmm. bunch of ninnies! I, th- I thought that you know, and, for and a young guy, that was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Andy had a fur coat on, like Broadway Joe. <laughs> There's only one Broadway Joe. That's though. right. Yeah, there was I know. Did he, but I but was, but was Burrow wearing the pantyhose? That's the question. Mm. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> hey, I got a Top Gun salute. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tony Baselli. congratulations, sir, to you and your family. Well deserved. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, pretty, and, pretty uh, cool I wanted yeah, to, cool I, I was thinking about something the other day, how when I first started listening to y'all, Every once in a while, one of the ladies would call in and share some story. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard many ladies call in the show. And when we had the Christmas party, there was a whole lot of ladies there that seemed like they were interested in the show. They're, they're listening. So I'm, asking, so I'm asking the ladies to call in to the show and talk about if you like to fish or hunt. And, uh, you know, maybe some, uh, something you cook that's really good that you can share with us. But, uh, I know that there's plenty of time on the show for them to call because last week you spent an hour and a half talking about pork lines. (laughs) What the what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine that person riding down the highway to the the Lester, who hadn't called the show in six weeks, was asleep and had the radio on and held torque lines, and he jumped up and ran to the phone. <laughs> yes, he did. You're right. Yeah. But but I will tell you this, Top Gun, I got an education uh-huh. last week, okay? The uh-huh. difference between <laughs> pork rinds and Chris, how do you say that? 
Chicharrones. No. No. Chicharrones. 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 And uh, who was that called in? At, uh, Ed. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Called us and corrected Straightened us. Straightened us out. Mm-hmm. No so, doubt. But, but then awesome. we had, um, what was the other ones? There's pork rinds and then there's another one. Cracklin. Cracklin. Cracklin, yeah. which are harder. And right. f- yeah. Cracklins and then Fatback mm-hmm. yeah. and then the Chicharrones. Okay, we <laughs> Chicharrones! Got, I mean, I, I, I got an education and I will tell you, Top Boy, Gun. Rumba. <laughs> that uh, I got a couple texts, uh-huh. at, right. you know, during yep. the show and after the show that said, "Man, I, I never knew." That's right. Uh, and I, I always learned something on the outdoor sure show. So, hey, look, we're you know, That's for sure. Well, that talking about for sure. the, the female listeners, I had one text us at seven twenty-one a.m. and she goes, "I was having this dream about me winning the lottery. Uh-oh. I was so excited." And my husband obviously is listening to the outdoor show. And then I was interrupted by three men talking about Eggs Benedict. <laughs> she said, it just ruined my dream. Wow. Like, oh, my God. Wow. Could you imagine Pretty- the kind of Eggs Benedict you get it once you won the lottery? Oh. All right, so just real quick, because, you know, when you go to some different restaurants, you see different kinds of Eggs Benedict. Uh-huh. Right. Okay, like you might have a, um, a crab cake. Crab cake, which is Eggs great. Benedict. Mm-hmm. Crab Eggs Benedict. I'm not a big fan. Or you have oh, I like a, it. One that might be sausage or steak. Nah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I want the original. What do you think? I want the original. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of an original eggs Benedict yeah, guy. Yeah, and then you dump Tabasco on it. Canadian bacon. Hush. Absolutely. Hey, Hush. hey, Top Gun, you know um, how a lot of shows that are three or four hours long, like in the third hour, they'll go, okay, let's do a reset. Let's you know let right. everybody know what we talked about. We have no idea what the hell no, we've talked about. No, at 7 not o'clock, a clue. Okay? Well, <laughs> not a clue. I can believe that. <laughs> If we don't write it down, yeah. <laughs> or somebody texts us, we fro- totally forget. Yeah, okay, we're brain and dead. And I'm by putting 10. together, a, I'm putting together a dinner for you three oh. or four, four, uh-huh. and uh, it's going to be uh, uh, black-eyed peas and rice and a pork rind salad. All right, well, <laughs> probably won't have too many. Uh, listen, why don't deal. you three tell me how that is? Yeah, because yeah, I ain't two. coming. I, 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 I'm can. there. I, I don't care. Well, so, sounds like, sounds <laughs> great to me. Yeah. Might need hey, a lot listen, these two. Yeah, these two sisters inherited a ranch from their parents. And Are they blondes? They, you, no, I'm because I mean, there. most of the time yeah. you're always yeah. two blondes. I'm getting there. Okay, he's got a thing about blondes. Top Gun does. So, so um, they're having trouble, financial problems on the ranch, and also mm. one of the sisters says, "I'm gonna go uh, down to this ranch. It's about a hundred miles away. Jimmy's gonna take me." Um, and uh, I'm going to see if I can get us a bull. And she says, if I can get a bull, I'm going to contact you and tell you to hook up the trailer uh, to the truck and come get us. She says, and here's the directions to this man's ranch. So she goes and meets with the rancher and she says, how much is that bull right there? And he says, uh, that bull's $5,000. She says, well, I've only got $1,000. We're kind of in a financial bind. And he said, i tell you what. He said, you see that small bull over there? He says, he's going to be huge. He's going to get real big. And I'll let you have him for $999. She says, okay. Now, this is the part of the story where I say there's no phones. Nobody has a phone. 
So at the end of the story, I don't get, do cars even have carburetors? So anyway, <laughs> any, anyway, she says to the man, can I use your phone? And uh, he says, not nah, all the phones are out. She said, well, I forgot my cell phone. Is there a telegraph office in town? He said, there is. So <clears throat> she says, can somebody give me a ride there? So one of the uh, his ranchers takes takes her to the telegraph office, and she goes in there, and she says, I need to send a telegram to my sister. He, she said, uh, I just purchased a bull down here from Mr. Smith, and I want to tell her to hitch up the trailer to the truck and come get us. And uh, she said, how much would that cost? And he said, well, it's a dollar a word. And she said, well, I only have a dollar left. I just paid $999 for this bull. Can you help me out? He said, no, I don't set the prices. Uh, it's a dollar a word. And she says, well, let me think a minute. She says, I know. Send the word comfortable. And he says, comfortable? And she says, yes. And he says, how is she going to know what to do with that word? And he said, well, she's a blonde, and she's not real smart, and she reads real slow. So when she gets it, it's going to say, come for the bull. LTS, <laughs> baby! <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good um, one. For good gosh, and he bull. gave us a hard time about talking about pork rolls for a few minutes. Uh, yeah, I know that Jeez. joke took an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, it's not bad though. I like it. it. I mean, you slow it down. I mean, phonetically, it actually comfortable. Wow, I like that. It takes a minute to kind of get it. Yeah. Top Gun uh, cooking tip of the week. Goodness. All right, let's uh, let's go yeah, to the phone lines and bring Tim in this morning. He's got a deer stand tip. Uh, good morning, Tim. Morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Good. Hey, uh, last week y'all were talking uh, about a, a, a tree stand mishap with Doctor Edwards. Yeah, that's yes. right. Mm -hmm. I was in and out of the truck, and I just heard the intro. I didn't get to hear the story. I was working, and I tried to call in it too late and everything. But what I do and Okay, you know, I know y'all can't recommend this, and I'm not recommending anyone else to do this. I never use a strap on a lock-on, and I've hunted out of them for 40 years. Oh, wow. I've built my own bottom. I retro everything to a chain. A 316 length chain takes the hook, the strap that comes with your tree stand. That hook is rated to hold it. I cut that hook, whatever attachment they have, I cut that off, and I attach that to the tree stand itself. The other end, I hook the other end of the chain to the other side of the stand with a bolt, however you do it, and then I chain, I hang that just like a you know a lineman, lineman belt. Mm -hmm. He hangs on that. You throw the chain around the tree as tight as you can. You know, leave a little slack. When it when it hangs, it binds. I'll go up there. I'll you know I'm stepped into the tree. I'll take my foot. You know when I set my stand, then I'll take my foot and kind of push down. You know, stomp down on the base of that stand, right up next to the tree. Set it good. Then I take a ratchet strap around the bottom of that stand with the bottom feet attached to the tree, and I'll ratchet strap that. It will not wobble. It will not move. It's not going anywhere. That chain's not breaking. Yeah. I yeah. never ever ever have used the strap. And I can leave them in there for years. And each year, what I do is when I leave the 
stand in the tree. I'll just, at the end of the year, I'll just kind of pick up on the stand, loosen it, add a link to it, and just let it hang there. Yeah. That way it's flat. The tree can grow a little bit for the year. When I come back in the next year, I just reset it. Yeah, the, uh, the, the one lock-on stand that we all love, which is the Millenniums, mm-hmm. they have a chain system that actually comes with the lock-on, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a really cool, unique system because it has like a buckle that you put like a little bar in to actually flip that buckle to where it tightens it up. Right. And then I still add a ratchet strap just to I always kind of hold the too. bottom. Yep. But, I mean, that, that system is the best – I mean, as far as lock-ons go, first off, the Millenniums are the top of the line. There's none better. And their system, of how, as far as attaching it to the tree, is the best. Yep, they're the easiest. But, uh, but Tim, uh, d- doing the chain thing is absolutely a great idea. But I will say that uh, that's for somebody who knows what they're doing for sure. <laughs> because if you don't get it right and that thing slides down, you can be in a little bit of an issue. But, uh, but I do like it, and I've, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I would not hesitate to do that. But first and foremost, I would buy the Millennium, and then I'm going to get a comfortable lock-on stand, and I'm going to have that system already taken yep. care of. Agreed. Thank you, Tim. Yes, Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the, the ratchets versus chain, I mean, you always use metal if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, well, there's you know, a, a lot of the old stands going back, you know, 25 years ago, they all had a chain on them. Mm-hmm. The, the hang-ons. Mm-hmm. Every time you bought one, it had a chain on the top. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's just smarter. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, and you know what? It's easier to hang. It is. You know, I mean, to try to get a ratchet. You know, when you're up there in the lineman's belt, you got a ratchet strap. You're trying to get them. In, you know what I mean? With a mm-hmm. chain, you throw it around the tree and you hook it up. It, it, it at least it lays there. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, it, at least and that's it, a two man job. You need a ladder and two people out. To put on a, a hang on, in my opinion, no, I, I don't. I don't need. No. No. I mean, I, I can do the millenniums myself. I don't. I don't ever want anyone to ever do a ladder stand by themselves. But but hang ons, I can do hang ons by myself. You can do a ladder stand by yourself. It's if it's the X stand. I, I got. We do have one of those. Those are awesome. They're heavy though. Oh I know gosh. they are. They are heavy. But they are. They're. Dude, they don't go anywhere. The best. They are the best. All right, let's take a break. We come back. We're gonna do a ring power. Cat Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power in the Cat Rental Store has the most dependable fleet in the industry. And that's (laughs) the most important thing when it comes to your business. You have to have dependability ringpower.com has it go to ringpower.com to learn more all right this week's tip uh we we're just talking to captain leon yeah, we were. okay and about getting way back into the skinny water all right what are you thinking well the, the, kirk you you talk to a lot of guides in, in this time of year so, and, and and i used to fish a lot this time of year when i had a flats boat right and, and i i never fished the main ditch the yeah. only place i ever fished was Way back in the creeks, skinny, Skin, getting skinny, and, and and the reason is is because these these redfish are in big schools, way back in these creeks on dark bottom. That's that's where they're hanging out. Yeah. And Jeff, just like you heard Leon say, and, and Kirk, you've talked about it. There's thousands of mullets in the back of these creeks. I mean, they're doing the same thing. They're they're back there trying to get warm also. So these redfish, they they have no reason to come out of these creeks. No, and it, there's 
and they're big enough, there's not a lot of predation. You know? uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, you know, ospreys can't bother them. Mm-hmm. Bald eagles don't bother them. Um, uh, and that's one reason you don't see a lot of rat reds in the back of these creeks like this, but you see these these big slot reds. And when we talk about uh, going in the back of these creeks, I, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about where we are going back to the to the tree line. Right. Way back. I mean, it, there's if you look at some of these pictures um, that, that we've posted with this, with Leon and I fishing on Thursday, um, when we got on the trolling motor on this one picture, we still had five, 600 yards to go. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we just continued to go way back in this creek. And and you know what? Just just ease back there because you'll finally you'll you'll bump some fish. Yeah. And then and then when you do, then come up with your game plan, whether you know spot lock or you know we power pulled down. Uh, and 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 then what these fish do is they'll they'll find the deepest part of the of the creek around the next bend or whatever to settle down in. They're mm-hmm. not gonna they're not gonna go. Up in, fl- in the flats. Yeah. They will grow up in the real shallow yeah, water. Yeah. They're, they're looking gonna, for the holes. And, and, and then ease and, and stay away as far as you can cast. You know what I mean? You don't want to get 20 yards from it, Jeff, because you're going you're gonna to bump them again. So get, get, if you find that next hole, just, just stay way back and throw. We, we, I was throwing shrimp. He was throwing mullet. And he caught, he caught slots, and I caught um, a couple rats in those, those deep holes. So do you all cast net mullet? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, it, 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 it's it, if you've never done this, if you have the boat to do this to, to go in these real shallow waters. And Kirk, you mentioned it earlier. This is a low incoming tide fishery. Yeah, right? because you're going to get stuck. All right, you're, it's just part of it. Well, and, and you want to be able to see where the oyster bars yeah, are right. going in because because yeah. when the tide does start to flood and you're back there and you're coming out, you don't want to run over an oyster bar in no, your boat. No, no, no. Most of the time, we have to idle out. Yeah, you know, because you you yeah, like when stuff gets flooded, you you're not you're not running full tilt coming out. Of now, I will say that yeah. uh, if, if you get back in these creeks too, as you're kind of moving back towards the back when the water is moving, whether it's coming in or, or going out, make sure you read the water. Uh huh. Yeah, the, every little ripple means something. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of oysters that you don't see mm-hmm. that don't get exposed based on that tide that day. Yeah, they'll be submerged. Yeah, so and and so when you see some kind of disturbance in the water, typically it means some kind of a structure at the bottom in these little creeks and that's where the fish are going to be at, right. whether it's an oyster bar or whether it's some kind of a change in the structure of the bottom of the actual creek. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and a kayak is a lot of fun to take back in a creek like what Absolutely. you were doing. And that's, that's yeah. some of the fun that I've really enjoyed this year has been taking the kayak in those creeks exactly like that. Oh, oh yeah. It's, 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 you can get it's way fun. back in Way there. back in there. Yeah, And you'd be amazed. You know, you're thinking, oh, I mean, I'm talking skinny stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, man, there ain't no redfish back here. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. You know. Well, so. you get sheephead in there, too. Oh, you, yeah, Absolutely. They'll yeah. get back in that shallow water on sure. those oyster bars where it's warmer and yep. they can feed on those mud crabs and stuff like that. Heck yeah. Yep. Good stuff. There's your ring power tip of the week. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the neat things about the kayak is that uh, with the boat, a lot of times people in a boat will have a tendency to not even try that. Well, whereas people with a kayak, yeah, you have to get comfortable kind of what they're thinking about right. doing. Well, it's right. all about being patient like you said observing the water and you really got to take your time i mean i i've got guys that i fish with they don't like going back in that skinny water i'm looking i'm like look if you just take your time 
And if you ever do it, go in there on low water, incoming, yeah, yeah, so you can see everything. Yeah, that's right. And as you go in, yeah, you might get stuck, but the, the good news is if you wait a little bit of time, water's coming up, mm -hmm. the boat will flow higher in the water column. You just yeah. got to be patient. Yeah, you know? I mean, we literally motor trimmed up, you know, trolling motor all the way up. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're floating and bumping the whole time, but it's, for the most part, it's sand. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, we're not, we're, look, we're not trying to float across oyster bars. No, you know, right? no, 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 uh, no. But the, the one thing that. I've, I've done that before and it does not sound good. No, I've done it plenty <laughs> well, I've of times. I've been with Kevin and done it quite a few times. Crunch, it's not crunch. a comfortable sound. Yeah, crunch. Oh, it's the bottom of my boat. Oh, yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But the cool thing that, uh, an observation was, we quit fishing. Because for first off, he had a charter the next day, and I'm like, "Look, let's not beat these fish up, you know. Yeah. You, you're, if you're coming in here the next day, but what we wanted to see was let's keep going up in the creek, um, and 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 see where these fish stopped each mm -hmm. time. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So you know, you you would kind of go around the bend, and we knew where they got up, and we're, we're looking at that spot, and then we would go around the next bend, and 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 they would get up, and we, you would look at that spot. And it was all dark bottom, Kirk. Mm -hmm. You know the the that 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 pretty. I mean, if you look at some of these pictures on, on like on the left hand side of this one picture, you, you'll see it looks like a sandbar. Yeah. Okay. And 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 that sandbar comes all the way down into that creek. It's pretty. Right. It's beautiful. But that's not where those fish laid. Yeah. They would not stop on that that bright sand. Every, every time they stopped, they would stop on a, on a mud spot. Mud spot. Yep. So just just you know you all you're always learning. You know, and it's like I said, it was cool. We just put the rods away, but we're like, you know, let's go see what, what these fish were doing. Yeah, and uh, it was it was it was really interesting. So great, great day. So uh, Skeeter Bay boat, Leon's fishing now. Uh -huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, all the guys are getting bay boats. A lot of the flats guys have yeah bought bay yeah. boats. Yeah, Wingo's Chip got a bay Wingo's boat. Wingo's got a bay boat now. Yep. Huh. Well, a lot of them, you know, they they want. Well, they're taking they're taking clients. They're taking clients. And that's yeah. You know. Yeah. You get, we take you know two or three people. I mean, sometimes you a flat boat's not exactly the most comfortable boat no, in the no, world for when it, you're it's, taking it's terribly uncomfortable. Two people, in fact, yeah, and and that's really a two person boat. Yeah, only only Minyard could get away with that. But you know, yeah. if you if you stop and think about it, like the boat Kirk fishes with the, the Pathfinder with my boat, I mean, does it does it handcuff me a little bit? You know, going in, into certain creeks and certain places, absolutely it does. Yeah. But you just learn to, to, to fish around that. But it adds in the beach fishing, you know, the, the nine-mile stuff. I mean, there's, there's so many things that you could do with a bay boat. A lot more diverse. Yeah. You yeah. Get, well, you, here, here's the thing. The smaller the boat you get, the more away from the crowd you can get. That's right. The bigger the boat you get. Also, the more away from yeah, the crowd you can true. get. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's kind of, yeah. are you trying to get away from the crowd to go in the ocean? Yep. Or are you trying to get away from the crowd to go back up in these skinny water creeks? Yep. You know, so it's kind of mm -hmm. like, uh, which way do you try to do it? Because we're all trying to find our own little peaceful spot. And, yeah. and that's, that's hard to do anymore. I know. It's that's, getting harder all the time. Yeah, that's, that's it's, kind it's of part real, of it. The big pond affords that opportunity it a does. lot more. It does. I mean, yesterday we went went offshore, and I, I know Dennis Young went offshore the day before, and I stayed inshore. And let's face it, the deep water inshore fishing has been tough because the water's really cold. Yeah, it was. It 54, was, it 55 on top. That's You know darn good and well, 30 feet down. That's what it was in the valley. It's got to be like 50. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be cold on that bottom. Yeah. I was pulling fish up the other day, and, man, they were like ice cubes. The trout we were catching 
I mean, we caught six or seven, and good gosh, they were like ice cubes. Yeah, you know, on the bottom, and they're they're not biting like that day you and I and Dylan went out. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to tickle them to get them to eat it, and then they would finally eat it. And that's that's how it's been the last week. But the offshore fishing has been better because the water's a little bit warmer, and the fish numbers are higher. I mm-hmm. think that helps out a lot. Even though the snapper, one day this week I went out there, they didn't want to eat. I no mean, kidding. You were marking them, but they would not eat. Huh. I mean, you know, I kept going, golly, they're there. I'm looking at them. They're piled up in there, and they'd stir up a little bit. On the other hand, though, like the sea bass yesterday, and Dennis went out, Dennis Young went out the day before and told me about it. They were biting real good. I mean, we caught a ton of sea bass yesterday. Did you clean any? Keepers? We kept 10. Total. You did keep 10? Yeah, wow. we had ten. I know Dennis had eighteen. I think Steve Mullen had fourteen. Wow! So that's awesome. Yeah, and big, you know, some nice greenheads yeah. in there, which is good to see. And then the snapper did fire up a little bit after the sea bass started to eat. You know, uh, they they bit good. Ocean and, pretty yesterday. Flat as a pancake. No the last kidding. two days. Oh, oh my gosh, gorgeous, just gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, just yesterday, just like a lake. Yeah, we yeah. ran out eleven miles and. I was running thirty knots. Oh, that's awesome! I, got a, I, I was still up in Georgia, and so I got a, I got a picture, a couple different people that were taking pictures of the sunrise, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was on the ocean, and it was just like, oh my, look at that ocean! Yeah, I know. It's and you could like a lake. You could hear the Wahoo guys. You know how you get that atmospheric bounce yep. every once in a while. We were out eleven, twelve miles. You could hear those guys out fifty, sixty miles. You know they were on the fish. That's I mean, awesome. Sound like the Wahoo bit good early yesterday morning. I don't know how many were caught, but I know some were caught. Um, Wahoo shootout. That's what those guys are declaring for. Them. Yep. Yeah. And uh, today, a bunch of people, I, I think, are out today. I guarantee you it's packed out there today. Yeah, yeah today's probably the last day that they can get yeah, out there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, for a couple and of days. When, uh, and when's that tournament wrap up? Uh, end of March. Okay. Yeah. Got some time. End, end of March. Yeah, you got time. Yeah. All right, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And, folks, don't forget, if you got a little piece of waterfront heaven, C&H Marine Construction can handle into making that just a little bit better. They handle all the docks, bulkheads, boathouses, boat lifts, you name it, they handle it when it comes to waterfront property. I've uh, depended upon them many times through the years, and it's always high-quality work at a great price with CNH Marine Construction. To join us here this morning, 904 641 1010. So, Kirk, I talked to one of our old good buddies this week. We still have me a few, up. We still have a few of those? Yeah, Joe Jumber. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember Joe? Yep. Absolutely. How cool Jumped is that? Me up and we, we were talking, but he wanted to thank us um, for. He said one of the coolest vacations he's ever had. He and his wife went over to Steen Hatchie River Club, mm-hmm. and he said, "He said, man, he said, he said, he said, first off, some of the nicest people he's ever met. Nice, uh, you know, Jody and, and and his wife, and and then he said, I couldn't believe the cabins. He said how clean they were. He said, he said we just had a ball. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool of him to call me up and." And let me know that, but um, I, I think that um, that's it's, how, it's 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 an awesome place. That's how we met, Doctor Mike Jumber. Yeah, that's right, Doctor Mike Jumber. Yeah, that, 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 that is that is absolutely true. So, folks, think of if you're going to do a little vacation, Steen Hatchie River Club. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phone lines and let's bring up Sandy this morning. Morning, Sandy. 
Morning, guys. How you doing? Morning. Well, I had a wonderful season. I ended up with three deer, but <laughs> got all the meat back from the processor. Um, what is your favorite way to do ground venison? Oh, my gosh. We did easy. A couple different Stop. ways, really. Because Jeff's getting ready to take up the rest of the show. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yes. That's one of the most, you know, d- Go ahead. Products that you can use yeah. for making so many different yeah, things. Yeah, uh, chili, the spaghetti, diversity of tacos. things you can make. Oh god, I mean, wait. you go on and on. Lasagna. Yeah, uh, I love venison burgers. We're doing the uh, uh, Salisbury steak tonight again. Yeah, that's yes, what you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. By the way, did you like them, Kirk? God, it was awesome. <laughs> we ate on that for three days. Oh, that's so good. It was awesome. So good. Mm. Yeah, so, I love the cube steak. We had a bunch of cube steak. We done blistered through that but we ended up with a bunch of ground up um, venison but um it was a good season from not ever getting one to ending up with three and i shot my first one my wife shot her first one. Oh, that's great stuff that's good stuff man yeah. congratulations yep it was a good season all right guys i just wanted to find out thanks sandy thank you sandy all right let's uh let's, let's go talk to matt there's a bass tournament going on down in palatka and he wants to talk about that good morning matt Hi, right, Jeff. How you doing, bud? Good, thank you. Good, I just figured I'd let you have the uh, reservoirs represent themselves pretty well. It's led the tournament for the last two days. The first wave coming out of there was 28 pounds, and uh, it held up yesterday, and I don't know what they're doing today. It's too early to tell, um, but the reservoirs represented itself well, which is good. Hopefully, it gets some exposure nationally uh, to head off some of these people that are pushing to drain it. Yeah, we've we've had that conversation for a lot of years, haven't we, Matt? Yeah, it's been going on a long time. Like I told you last week, I took Scotty in there, and he was pretty funny. He goes, God, there's stumps everywhere. And uh, one reason why quite a few the pros aren't locking in because they're afraid of the timber. They can't. They don't feel comfortable running in there. They hit a stump and below their lower unit out, and they're, they're done for four days. Got you. All right, Matt. Thanks, man. Your phone's yeah, breaking Yeah, kind of breaking up on us Yeah, there. you're coming in and out on us. Yep. Yep. So so we were just talking about Wahoo fishing, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So I just got a text from our good buddy Jeff Stam, who is Wahoo fishing. Mm-hmm. Right now he has one of those sat phones. Sat things? phones. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So he said he went seven for eight yesterday. Wow. With one in the high 70s. Um, another one right at 50 and he says five for five this morning, but nothing over 47. Okay. So that's a lot of fish. Are we going to get some Wahoo out yes, of this? Yes. He's, he's always as generous with Wahoo as, as right, cool. Yep. That's a mess I, of Wahoo I, I would, there. I would love to have a little bit of Wahoo. Okay. Yep. I'll, I'll, <clears throat> I'll absolutely work on it. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. the, the tournament though, uh, that's going on down in, uh, Platko is the, uh, the Bassmaster Elite Series tournament. Is that the one we were at? I believe it is. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, we, that's right. I believe yeah, it MC is. for that thing. And uh, they had a uh, practice days for three days earlier in the week, and then, uh, uh, and then, uh, then I've got uh, the tournament going on. So I know that uh, that Gerald and, and Mr. Jerry Salvi they're down there cooking okay. for this tournament. So that's going on, and the tournament's uh, the which, which what's what's the date today? The twelfth. Yes, or, it is or thirteen. Okay, 12th. so. The tournament is, well, or was the 10th, the 11th today, and then the 13th, which is tomorrow. 
and a pretty cool little deal uh, that's put on down there. A, a big tournament, a very popular tournament, too. Oh, yeah. So, so you can go to Bassmaster.com to learn more. Does it say anything about who's leading? I'm going to see if I can find, find it. Find the leaderboard I'll See anywhere? if I can. Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. Uh, and I'll give you an update. How about that? Um, uh, anyway, let's, uh, in the meantime, I'll find that in a commercial okay. break. Now let's go ahead and do a Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week because uh-huh. it's Super Bowl weekend. It is. it is. Okay, we need to do a Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip based on that, and Kirby Co. Builders industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. Got an experience uh, project crew. And dedicated employees. So, like to learn more, go to KirbyCoBuilders.com. This week's tip uh, this is kind of funny. Well, Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking yeah. at it. Yeah. All right. All right. So, uh, so I, 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 the one that I heard about was the uh, Captain Steve's shrimp fritters. All right. So, like we each have a contribution uh-huh. to the Super Bowl appetizer <laughs> menu. Yeah. Okay, who did Captain Steve's shrimp fritters? I did. Okay, Kirk did that one. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, all the details are there for that. It's a good one, too. It's yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Um, he made those last year when we went over there for the Super Bowl or year before, and it was really good. Okay, and uh, Cowboy Caviar, that was that my suggestion. Money. That is money. It's awesome. Uh, I remember with last deer season, we yep. went up there and hunted your place, and we ate the crap out of that. Yeah, it's Scotty really and I good. Gerald. Lord, that was good. And, of course, you got uh, chicken wings. Of who, course. Whose was that? That was me. Okay. Now, who did the bottle of vodka? I have Chris? no idea. Wasn't me. Who drinks what? pitiful Wait a minute. vodka? Why, why do you go for me? Well, there's three of us, and we know what we I'm not a said. vodka drinker. I, I don't I, drink vodka. I don't even drink no, I, <laughs> at all. No. I'm in favor? What? Is that yours? Oh, uh, it might be. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, you sit over there and keep your mouth shut while everybody blames me. Oh, look, look, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, so so here, this, this, is, this is funny. I was sitting there, and I, I just got the text. I mean, just as it came uh-huh. up, I, I thought, this, you know, I, oh, I'm gonna, I got to send this. I didn't think she was going to put it on Facebook. Well, you sent it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't care. You right, know? That's fine. But, but, that's I mean, fine. I mean, yep. Tell us, show me the post. Are, 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 like, are you telling me you won't have an adult beverage tomorrow? Oh, I absolutely will. But uh, I was like, I, told, I thought the ironic thing is the bottle was empty. No, it's not. But I, I saw the oh, pictures. I saw the pictures, and I said that had to be from favor because he can't cook. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Uh, Lord, yes. The yeah. cowboy caviar. We've done that in the past. We have. And, and, God, uh, it's a good recipe. It really is. It's really simple too. It's simple. It's a uh, white shoe peg corn, some beans, and a cheese, and some some vinegar. And it's been uh, on our website before. So. Uh, just go to uh, our Facebook page. Can you search our Facebook? I was going to ask you, can you do that? Let's see. I'm going to try it right now. Cowboy. See if caviar. you can do that, because we've done that as a Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week in the past, and uh, if we can find that, we'll repost it because that is by far between. If you take cracked cheese and add some diced jalapenos to the cracked cheese, yeah, it does. It comes up if you type in on our outdoor shirt. Facebook page, and you type in Cowboy Caviar in the search mode, it comes right up. Comes right up. Yeah. And for me, cracked cheese with diced jalapenos and then that Cowboy Caviar is by far the best 
appetizer that there is. Yeah, it's on a website called culinaryhill.com. Mm-hmm. But it is, uh, it is probably the best I've ever had. All right, uh, let's take a break. Uh, we come back. We will talk to you, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Well, if you need a tire, there's only one place to go. Tire Outlet. That's Tire Outlet. <laughs> And it doesn't matter if it's a golf cart, a side-by-side, an ATV, or a trailer, or a truck, or a car. Tire Outlet. Mm-hmm. And got locations spread all around Jacksonville to serve you. And they also do more than just tires. They do services on vehicles. They do lift kits. They do pretty much everything you can think of when it comes to cars. Yep. Uh, it, everything except transmissions. Mm-hmm. Brakes. Break All right, wipers. so the question was asked uh-huh. with this bass tournament going on down in Pelaka, the 2022 AFCO Bassmaster Elite at the St. John's River, the real-time leaderboard says this, John Cruz Jr. is the leader after two days of fishing. They've got two more days coming, okay, but uh, his two-day total – He's uh, had a limit each day of five fish, and his total weight is 45 pounds, three ounces. That's a four-and-a-half-pound average. That's pretty strong. Yeah, that's, that is strong. Um, well, they've had some good weather for it, too. Darn, man. Masayuki yeah, Matsushita. <laughs> Damn. Is Say that again? I, what? Masayuki Matsushita huh? is in second place. <laughs> With a 10 fish, okay, he's at a limit each day. He's at 35 pounds, 6 ounces. So 45 pounds, 3 ounces is the leader. Matsushita is in second with 35 pounds, 6 ounces. Uh, Stetson Blaylock in third. Patrick Walters in fourth. Bob Downey in fifth. Cliff Prince, you had asked about yes, earlier. Somebody. The cut line is at 47. Uh-oh. That's never a good preface. For yep. Saturday. Okay, so in other words, only the 40, top 47 after the first two days get to fish after, or excuse me, Thursday and Friday, they take the top 47, and then they get to fish on Saturday. And then they do another cut going into Sunday. Sunday, right. Okay, the cut line was at 47 anglers after Friday going into Saturday. Right. Mr. Cliff Prince did not make the cut. He didn't. Mm. He came in after two days of fishing at 66. He did have a limit each day of five fish, but his 10 fish totaled 17 pounds, two ounces. Little guys. A little off the mark. Got some little guys there. He's Mm. catching bait. Um, Any other big names that might stand out? Uh, I'm looking here and see if any of them. Bernie Schultz. Bernie Schultz. Bernie wow. Schultz. Bernie's still fishing. Bernie's still fishing. He's wow. 36. Uh, gosh, man, I haven't heard that name no, in a long I, time. Man, he's no he's a good fisherman, too, oh, yeah. right? He had a great TV show. Uh, too. Jay Yellis, who has yep. been around a long time, too, yeah. 22nd place. Uh, Gary Klaus, mm-hmm. 17th place. And that pretty much uh, includes all the names that I can recognize, some of the old school guys. So. Hopefully everybody stays safe and they have a good time down there. And then I remember I, watching it last year. I have no idea why I watched, but I did. I got I, for some reason I almost got addicted to it on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I watched the whole thing. And I don't remember the kid's name, 
that won. I do remember this. It was his first tournament, and he won. Wow. Yeah. So I let's if I I'll look it up and see what his name was. I'll, I'll be curious to see what he's doing this year. You know, in, in the tournament because mm-hmm. yeah, he, he, that was his first tournament. He won last year. How does that uh, work? Do they have to pay to fish that tournament? No, 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 no. We we actually had talked about this and that everybody that fishes gets a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yes. That you know, that's not a great paycheck, right. but it's a paycheck. So, um, and then uh, you uh, have to qualify. Kirk. Yeah, so it's well, a, it's a little bit more. Put it this way: the guys that do it. And we talked to Cliff about this. Everybody's getting a paycheck, or at least they get some of their expenses covered. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what, what I just Google it to find out. And it says, alongside the three no-entry fee events, BASS slash regular season entry fees by $5,375. So the entry fees for the Elite Series anglers is now $43,000. Because every angler is guaranteed to make at least twenty three thousand five hundred, the total out of pocket expense is now only nineteen thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah, according to what it just said. But you still have to qualify. You can't just go and pay oh, right twenty something thousand dollars no. and say, "Hey, I'm going to fish uh, mm-hmm. Bassmaster Elite." You can't. I mean, that's not the way it works. Yeah. Yep, and uh, you can go to Bassmaster.com. They, uh, I know that they're they're going to be live on FS1 Fox Sports One Saturday uh, today, and then tomorrow, and then they also have a live mix uh, being shown, and they're live right now at Bassmaster.com. If you would like to check it out, all right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Gil this morning. He's got a mangrove question for us. Good morning, Gil. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm driving, helping you read all right, but uh, St. Thomas County. Yeah, I'm always wondering how. You know how these mangroves are creeping up further north, especially down in southern St. John's County, where you got north of Greenland, it's where more marsh, and there's nothing but mangroves. And you can see where areas further up around St. Augustine, where you got uh, oysters, where you got all these mangroves, some places where it's more upland, and they're kind of taking over. You see the oysters, you know, attached with a root system and so forth. I'm just kind of wondering how much if the mangroves will finally take over, you're not going to get those oysters or, you know, obviously may affect the fishermen at some point, but just kind of curious under you'll probably have talked about it. That's just, you see how it's kind of getting worse and worse as far as the mangroves kind of wonder how much it's going to change. And so well, forth. You, you, you kind of act like mangroves are, are a hindrance or, or a negative. Well, it could be good. It could be really good. Be good. But I kind of wondering just about, Especially here, where you're wondering how it's going to affect the oysters, which will kind of affect the fishing somewhat. Yeah, I, 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 I can't so. imagine the mangrove trees affecting oysters. I mean, the, the, now we we had this conversation in December, yeah. um, and and it changes your fishery. It changes mm-hmm. the way you fish. Right. I mean, because right. uh, a lot uh, the um, Gil, the St. Augustine man, it's 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 mangrove city now. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, some of the creeks that, that I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, Jeff, if I took you into East Creek and Gator Creek and you, the creeks that you and I used to fish, you wouldn't have a clue where you were. Really? You know, you would think you're in the Everglades. Huh. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's you know, that, it, what, the, what we call Carey's Creek? Yeah. You wouldn't even South recognize that. I mean, it's, I'm talking huge trees. Huh. Not not bushes. I'm talking massive trees. I think it's probably yeah. good. I mean, the filtration system that I don't it think offers. So. I know when I go down to Tampa Bay to watch Madison play soccer, and we stay on the bay. You look at 
how those those mangroves forests affect the waterway, how they clean out mm-hmm. all the trash and hold mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and then provide all those those incubators for all those juvenile fish. Yeah, it's amazing to see all the birds moving through there and feeding. Yeah. you know all the curlew cranes and everything else. Well, one one thing is for certain: the more mangroves that you have, Gil, the warmer your climate has been. Right. And yeah. Is, right. is it cyclical, or is this something that is the new? norm i I mean i i don't know the answer to that but i can tell you that i can't imagine a mangrove impacting an oyster now the warmth i wonder if it will affect some of the oysters but i can tell you from from a fishing standpoint some of the best fishing that i have ever done has been done in southwest florida where there's mangroves everywhere yeah i agree i mean you want to talk about some unbelievable fisheries I mean, mangroves provide great cover Mm -hmm. for a lot of these uh, smaller fish and uh, uh, feeder species to allow them to flourish. So yeah, even down there, you can yeah. I can't see that being a negative. I I can't either. Yeah, I was more concerned about the more of the oysters and even some of the clams because I'm one of the few places you can still kind of get eat you know edible. Yeah, and if if you can see where those oysters are on the roots, and you're going to go well, they can go further where those oysters are and then they start disappearing then that that's kind of would be you know, well like i said it's one of the few places you start getting them and still eat them and so forth yep, so, but, absolutely uh, but anyway i'll let y'all go right, and uh, i'm driving great question yeah, yeah, great, great question yep thank you Gil. Bye. yep no, no question I, I just remember years ago that if you wanted to see mangroves once you got down towards saint augustine inlet that's kind of where they were at yeah, and and they were sporadic, because, real sporadic. Yeah, because of the you know anytime it freezes, it kills them. I mean, right. as in as in it's got to be a, a hard freeze for maybe a couple of days, which we used to have that. Yeah. Okay. We have. I mean, I I I mean, Kirk, when what was the year of the fish kill? I mean, when it when it was in the twenties and thirties. I mean, like high. Yeah. It was, and and we had all those fish die, all, all our snook and the mullet. It's over it's, ten years, right? It's been at least that plus. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that. so so Jeff, you you take all these mangroves that that are growing now. I mean, they're all ten, twelve, maybe thirteen years old, and they're mm. growing like weeds, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's. it's uh, I think a lot of that too. The the die off we had down there was due to the hurricanes. I think that that had because the, the cold nature of the weather here, and the fact that we didn't have the high salinity they, like they do in Southwest Florida. Couple with the the hurricanes, the ones that started to grow in St. Augustine, I think they got tore up. Yeah, it could could have. Because I remember twenty years ago when you and I were fishing yeah. East Creek and mm-hmm. those different places down there, mm-hmm. and and Carey's Creek, the mangrove trees down there were just like bushes. They were like bushes. Yeah, I yeah, mean, they were. Yeah, you know, like shrubbery in your front yard uh, and small uh, patches of them mm-hmm. uh, it, here and there. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take a picture for you guys because you'll be like, yeah, what? I mean, I'm talking huge trees. Yeah, you know, and wow. they're. They're all on the, the entire line of those banks now. All right. Well, when we come back, Captain Rich is going to chime in on the mangroves. Okay. Is that uh, Captain Rich, Rich Gray? Gray? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Name from the past. I might I might, uh, I might have him on as a guest next week I've, since I've, you guys are going I've to heard be. he's back. He is back. All right. Okay. Uh, and when we come back, we'll also do an updated weather and an updated tides right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Let's uh, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Captain Rich. Morning, Rich. 
Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Morning, buddy. Man, that's a voice from the past. Hey, How you doing, brother? <laughs> hey, man. Just uh, you know, living life. Everything's good, man. I hear, I, home. I hear you're back, back, and uh, good to have you back. Yeah, man. It's glad to be back. Thank you, boys. I've been listening to you guys you know, ever since I got back, man. But just trying to get the new house, get everything settled in, get the shop put back together. You know, never ends. Never ends. But, I hear you. Well, you I, I got something in my hand here. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, it sounds like one of mine. <laughs> I think that's yours. Yep, sure is. <laughs> yeah, man, I got a few of them. I hear, uh, so you're making some turkey calls now, huh? Oh, absolutely, man. You know, probably four or five years ago, um, I got a little bit into woodwork, and then it went overboard. <laughs> <laughs> so I wound up, uh, yeah, I wound up. I have a full-blown you know, woodworking shop, and, and uh, you know, one of the things that I, you know, I'd looked at, I was like, you know, I started off making a lot of cutting boards, and, and one day I, I, um, I'm sitting there at work, and I'm looking at these box calls, and I'm like, you know what? I know I can build one of those. So, yeah, there you have it, man. I, you know, made the first one, and I don't know, after about four or 500 of them later, you know, started doing a lot wow. of different things and different woods and oh yeah man so i'm i'm pretty much full bore into it now <laughs> well hey so now you can make me a guitar next Cambridge. well you know what that's actually uh that's actually something i've i've got some templates laid out um i have a guy that wants me to make him one and i've been putting him off and because i don't know a lot about the you know the guitar well, i'll be your itself. huckleberry baby well it's i've got some blanks to do it but i gotta tell you man they're not cheap you know they're not cheap it's a lot of work that's yeah, oh yeah it's yeah. true well that takes chris out of the picture <laughs> wow wow oh, man. Ouch. so so you when you were here gosh what year did you did you leave jacksonville and then head oh, to southwest man. florida hey, 2010 man i was gone 11 years okay so i've been, I've been so I've been back uh what october i got back okay yeah. so uh, you were down in uh what fort myers kind of area yeah right there man you know all the pine island sound and um you know just south of um um boca grand yeah but really where i fished was up in the north end of pine island so you had boca grand was you know i could i could easily run over there in my in my little skiff um i didn't really get in the middle of all that you know that's that big water right and, and, lot there's a lot of big critters in that in that pass man holy cow i saw some big fish down there i'm talking about those big hammerheads yeah so i I was like yeah that's not really my thing Uh, but the backcountry you know um that caller that called in i wanted to tell him when you have those mangroves uh mixed with oyster bars brother it's like heaven that's like paradise paradise um what happens is when those mangroves when they dig in they actually change the water flow and they one of the things that I found fishing down there, um, you know, talking about not only you know, filters for you know, the oysters as filters, but the barnacles that grow on the on the mangrove roots and the the juveniles and all the bait fish and everything that lives in those mangrove roots is phenomenal. If you could get in the water and get in there and look at it, what you'll see is actually a trough. Those mangrove roots, the way they grow straight down, and then they they'll you know when they dig into the mud or sand or whatever they might be it actually creates a deep depression down underneath them. So that's where those fish will hide. And I'm curious to see what it'll do, you know, here, you know, I, I you know, back down to Fort Myers and, and that area, you know, um, man, that's what we did. You know, you, you pitched under mangroves and you see the guys with the bats throwing the, you know, the, the hundreds bait. of bait fish up mm-hmm. the white baits. Yeah. I never really did all that. You guys know, I don't, 
if I don't have to throw a cast net, I'm not going to. But um, lots of you know, we I threw a lot of artificials, and you you skip them up underneath those mangroves, and buddy, that's where those fish are hanging. Yeah, so, that's what uh, this this past summer was my first experience. We we stayed at Matt Lachey and then fished all those mm-hmm. mangroves and bouncing baits, you know, with the Oh yeah, you know these little four or five inch jerk baits. So you know, with no weight, just throwing it up under the mangroves, and it was man, awesome. Yeah, what, what a great fishing it. And, well, and Kevin was telling me now that you guys are really starting to see the snook population blow up here, and that could be a combination of you know hand in hand with mangroves because snook are not open water fish. They're not going to lay around um, oyster bars like you would see your 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 redfish, your flounder, stuff like that. They're it's like a saltwater bass on yeah. steroids. Yeah, they're they're you know? they're totally structured. Oh, they're awesome. Oh, so, Rich, absolutely. Rich, I hear that you're going to be a guest host on the uh, the Nimnik Outdoor Show next weekend, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you hey, probably hey, didn't man, know I'll... it, but now you do. <laughs> you you've been voluntold. Yeah, you have. You've been volunteered. I was going to go scouting for the birds, but hey, man, if I can come in, absolutely, man, I'll be there. Okay. Yeah. Well, we uh, yeah continue this conversation next week, and uh, good hearing from you, man. Look forward to catching up with you sometime. Oh, absolutely, man. I'll get with you guys. Things are starting to kind of get settled in for me. So I got some stuff for you guys I need you to try out. I'll uh, I'll leave it with Kevin next weekend up there when I get up that way. All right, 10-4. Thank you, Rich. Thanks, Rich. All right, All right boys. We'll see you. See you. See you. All right, uh, let's do an updated weather and an updated tides, and we'll start with, uh, let's see, we'll start with a weather forecast. And weather's always brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville, and that's the Bearded Pig, two locations. If you haven't been there – I would suggest ordering everything on the menu. Everything. Yeah, just get like bring like four, five, six of you in there, get a bunch of different appetizers and and get the get like the spread. Way to narrow the, it down. You know, when I went to Panera's this meat. morning, they had already fired up the smokers oh, yeah. and I could smell it from Panera's. All right, so the forecast. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. For today, rest of today, northeast winds five to ten knots, two to three feet, eight seconds on the interval. Light chop on the intercoastal. Slight chance of showers in the afternoon. Tomorrow, northwest winds 10 to 15 knots. Seas 2 to 3 feet. Monday, north winds 15 to 20 knots. Diminishing to 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Tuesday, northeast winds 10 to 15. Wednesday, east winds 15 to 20 knots. That's your weather report brought to you each and every week by the Bearded Pig and a Tides forecast brought to you by the best sub shop in Jacksonville, or should I say sub shops, plural, because you got Angie's Grom at the beach. Outstanding. If you have not had a turkey sub at Angie's, do yourself a favor. Oh, oh it's just so good. <laughs> Make you just bow over, right? Man, I'm telling you. Just, just loving life right uh, there. The Dr. Bang Scrippy is my rec- recommendation. Get the fried tots or the french fries to go with it and a sweet tea and you'll be in heaven. <laughs> Today at Mayport, it is a low tide coming up at 11.44 a.m., and that's going to be a .43. At 5.56 p.m., the high tide is going to be a 3.37. And as we talked about earlier, very low high tides mm-hmm. for uh, for normal. Could open up some areas to fish that typically are kind of prohibitive because there's too much current. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got breaking news. Uh-oh. Breaking news! Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I got breaking news. I hope it's good news. Yeah, this is this is from um, this is from Tyre Outlet. Okay, our, our buddy Danny. Yeah, has right. been promoted. 
He is now a regional manager. Sweet. He is over four stores. Yeah. He's awesome. He's awesome. Congrats. Yeah, he's, a he's a good dude. You're helping That's me pretty out. cool. Well, he's, been, he's been great to us and uh, <laughs> well-deserved. I bet. I'm like a, I'm a walking commercial for him. I mean, yeah. I'm a walking, flipping commercial. Well, get your oil changed in the right place. Yeah, go to Tire Outlet. Go to Tire oh, Outlet, unless you're a fool. That's just, go to Brand X. That's one of the greatest stories it's ever. It's classic. Yeah, I mean, it's classic. <laughs> you know? Danny, you're the best, brother. Well, Danny Danny actually went the extra mile. You know, the Nimnik Yoda. Yes. Okay. Um, they did the complete body thing, and so they're, I've got a check engine light coming on. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Hardly anybody has a, a plug yeah, for a 94 Yoda. Yeah. Well, he got one. Golly. There you and, go. And yep. uh, so I'm taking it over the guy's to Tire good. Outlet. The guy's good. Yep. This week to uh, have him plug it in and okay. to find out what's going on. There's different ways that guys can try to kind of jump the uh, the plug in uh-huh. on the on reading and all that kind of stuff. But, Let's go to Tire Outlet. Yeah. He's just screwing around. All right. So Danny's you, taking, right. taking you, it up. You guys next week, man. You're not going to be here. No, no. Well, we're we're, we're going to take next weekend off. We're going to yep. be doing some fishing. Yeah. With Mr. Bill Dance. I mean, y'all, y'all are basically, this is, is this kind of like pre-fishing together for the El Cheapo? Or? Well, Kirk is going to take me to all his sheep's head hops. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going right to the Dixie Cup spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. oh, absolutely. That's yeah. the first place we're going. That's what I figured. You know, correct get right time. up to the dock, yeah. pull up. Give him give him the rundown. Get of, the hot chocolate going. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 the one thing is, I, I hope, is that we'll have no problem getting some bait. And, Bait's uh, not going to be a problem. We'll yeah. find bait. Yeah, and then I've I've got some I've got an order in for some special bait. Okay, so, good. Thanks, good. Doctor Fred. Yep, a- absolutely, the Doctor. Other Doctor. And uh, everybody, er- everybody got plans for tomorrow? Uh, uh, watching no. the game. I have watching no the game at home. Yeah, with the, we got, the we got, new TV. We got, we got the Grey Goose Cup. It's always on the Super Bowl. Okay. Tell so, everybody I said hello. So, so yep, yep. Mullethead, Chris Stevens. Um, Leeward, obviously Jeff Stamm, all of us. It's 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 going to be fun. Yeah, just uh, any time that Wahoo's available, I'll yeah. make a quick drive down to St. Augustine there, brother. <laughs> you. Jeff, as usual. We accept deliveries. The <laughs> Dimnick Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. Welcome to Moe's. Get you some for Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, it's not too late. Uh, Steenhatchee River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone, Shimano, Whalen Bay Marine, Kirby Co. Builders, Inc., Tire Outlet, CH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine Atlantic Consignment Coast Marine. Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Best boat in the world. Shark Coatings, the way to upgrade your garage That's or your it. patio, Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Law Nolan Cadillac, The Bearded Pig, Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store, Stack M Storage, and of course the Nimnick family of dealerships, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway and Chevrolet on Castle. We got it all. <laughs> he did. He got it all in there. Folks, remember anything you do in the outdoors, always. Think safety first. Y'all have a great Super Bowl weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. That's great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs>